Welcome to the Joy Guetta Podcast. I'm Dylan Fole. I'm Gavin Malcolm. Our guest today is Alex Landeros. Good friend, pro BMX rider, all around awesome dude. Guy has some amazing thoughts on what it takes to find joy, and he has developed such a cool way to do it himself. He's really, really wonderful, and he's got some amazing stories. Enjoy. All right. Tell us about this parkour gym. Yeah. Um, well, like, uh, yeah, it was a really crazy weekend. It all started. Uh, I get a call from Bar Spinner, who does BMX shows. Yeah. You know, you Legend guys, of BMX. You yeah. guys know him. And he's like, hey, I got this gig. It's a show. Can you do it? Yeah, sure. Um, and then, and then, like, slowly details start coming out. Like, oh, it's uh, at a parkour gym. We're going to be filming a music video. Um, there's <laughs> like Guinness Book World Records things going on. And it's just like, it's hard to get information out of them. So I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I'm just showing up. Classic BMX um, story, right? Yeah. I said yes to a thing. Yeah. I didn't really yeah. know what I said yes right. to. <laughs> Turns out it was far more extravagant than I would have imagined. Yeah. No, it was sick. I showed up and it was just this crazy ordeal. So first of all, the parkour gym was pretty cool. It was just filled with like castles and things to jump off of and trampolines, foam pits. Yeah. You know, it was it was pretty cool, but it was all painted like Mario oh, on the sick. inside. Nice. Yeah, it was it was cool. And then, um, uh, do they have tubes that you like jump down? Yeah, everything. Wow, I don't know everything. Um, and you go to like hidden worlds and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't beat the first level, so we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a um, couple world records, and he didn't beat the level. I can't even <laughs> imagine how hard it must be. Dude, I I stayed out of the gym to be honest. There's a lot of little kids in there. Yeah, you know? um, but it was crazy. There's so there's this band filming a music video, and I think they're the ones who kind of set it all up. It was all for them, um, and I don't even know the name of the band. But the lead singer was like the lead singer of Simple Plan back in oh, the day. Oh wow! So. Yeah, they're a good band. So, th anyways, there's like 300 teenage, you know, middle school <laughs> girls there that signed up to just be a part of it, and like they needed people for the video as like background, and they also needed people to like help set Guinness Book World Records. So, like, and it was the band's idea to do the records. I think so. I, I don't know. I still <laughs> just don't have all the details. Um, when was this? Like a month or two ago. Oh, okay. So it was, it was pretty recent. Yeah, it was cool. It was right next to uh, the Tesla. Oh, um, sweet place you know so like there's like rockets and everything you know that's and, awesome um so it was in a cool cool area in california um but uh so basically we set up our ramp and they put a pool in the middle of our box jump and we did a whole bunch of tricks like we had like 15 riders like, and i'm like all the best riders of socal you know yeah so we're out there and we're just doing trains so it's like most tail whips on the box in a minute most 360 tables uh, most backflips. <laughs> uh, what else do we do? Um, most Supermans, you know. Yeah. And um, I think I these were, finally get in on that. <laughs> it was fun, man. I think these were already existing. Some of them were existing records, and we blew them out of the water, you know, like because we had so many riders. Yeah, because you were set up to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So how um, many? Like, if you're doing the the flip train and there's 15 of you guys, how I many? I think we got like between 30 and 40 each wow. time. Like, 35 Jeez. was our average, so and, and we kind of went down as the day went. Yeah. Yeah. It was tiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, we were just nonstop laps, you know. Um, and was there at least like a quarter after? So you there was a quarter speed? pipe and then a box. So we would all pedal in, air the quarter. Um, land the, the box, turn around real quick, and yeah, then pedal at yeah, it again. And oh. do a loop. Yeah. Pedaling will kill you real quick. Yeah, yeah, without a quarter on the other side, it was uh, it was hard. And, you know, you're just, like, 
tire, you know, your front tire to back tire to the guy yeah. in front of you. So it's just sketchy and you're, you know, <laughs> you're full train status. It was fun. So we set like five Guinness Book World Records. And then they did all these other records that were like um, most T-Rexes in one place. So they gave everybody oh, T-Rex suits. Did you guys see any photos that I posted of this? It That's was so sick. funny, man. I probably saw it, but I, it was so like incomprehensible. I didn't yeah. even understand what was going on. Yeah, I, I still don't. Um, <laughs> it yeah, sounds so, like the greatest day of all yeah, time. Yeah, so it was just picture like 250 T-Rexes just in an area. Like just dancing for a little bit. You That's know? my favorite thing. Um, That's I'm excited for this music video. Actually, yeah, it's uh, out. It's out. Oh, now. it is. Um, so, I so know. the best part of the story is, uh, you know, we're jumping over the pool the whole time, setting our records. Yeah. And then when we get done, you know, the Guinness Book of uh, World Record lady is on the microphone. She's like, "Yeah, they did it," you know, and everyone cheers. And then uh, me, Dylan, and Degaf Dan, we jump into the pool. Yeah, you of know, course. We're like, hell yeah, we're You're, done. Course, yeah. We jump into the pool, fully clothed and everything. Not this Dylan, by the way. A, d- a different Dylan. Dylan Stark, yeah. Dylan Stark and Dan Norvell. Um, so then uh, we get out and we're just wet and it was funny. You know, everyone's laughing and stuff. And, like, the main guy who, like, set it up or was our contact, he's like, uh, they know they're not done riding yet, right? <laughs> like oh, they, like, you know, like, yes. we, we still have to film the music video, you know? <laughs> we're like, oh, shit. So, That's amazing. Um, but, you know, luckily I just rode my bike to my house, which was, like, a block away. Um, That's I, super lucky. Because I live in a oh, van. You, live in a <laughs> van. Like, yeah. and, uh, you just said you were buying Tesla. What now? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, so I, I should have been on top. We'll get into that. Got some new shoes um, and went back and rode. Stay the same distance to the mic. I, I, you know how Dude, hard that is. He's a peacock, Captain. You got to let him fly. Let me fly. <laughs> let me fly. Let me spread my wings. Um, so... Yeah, so that was cool. And then when we film, filmed the music video, like there was like girls in the pool. There was the band guys like sitting on the edge of the box and we were just doing tricks over them. Um, and that sick. was super sick. Like my favorite, like there's one clip of me just doing a 720, like a cork seven over Jeez. the guy. Like, you know, they're just sitting on the box. Like, staring at yeah, it. They was totally cool. got this idea from Ben's backyard from the time that we were there because we did the pool. We did the jump yeah. over the I mean, pool whether thing. they saw that and, and got the, the idea music, or not, I mean. And we did the music video. It's I didn't a good know idea. they did a music video for it because I do I remember made, seeing the. I made a music video there. With, for who? Uh, for Ben. Oh, As okay. a DJ. Oh, really? I don't think I've ever seen that. I want to see this music video it's for sure. We have, we I have, watch it every once in a while. We have, photos, we have photos in uh, BMX Plus magazine too. That's what I was picturing as AJ front flipped it and got a photo. Yeah. Dude. No, but we made a. Ben wanted to make a music video. Vitamin Water gave him some money randomly, and so we. It was just a party. Yeah. Music video from <laughs> DJing, you know. But, it was just another party. <laughs> but like Scott was playing drums on top of the, of the box, and you guys were jumping okay, over him. I remember this now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that back it turned out. It so turned fun. out pretty awesome. I watch it. I'll have to watch. You it. know, every couple of years, and, it, and it's not bad. Yeah. Heck yeah. So I'll show you. Is it better than the (laughs) music video we made on the steps of the Opera House in Sydney? (laughs) Man. Uh, So we did make a music video with our friend Andrew, who lip synced Every Time We Touch by Cascada. By Cascada. When was this? When we were in Australia. I would have been nine. Oh, nice. Yeah, 2011. Nice. I got to see this. It is right before I moved in with. And That's kind of what pushed you to move to California is how <laughs> shitty Yeah, uh, I had Australia a rough go of it in Australia. And so... That well, you were just like, I'm going to move to California, make music videos, and, like, be a star? Pretty much. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. He told us, like, yeah, man, I'm just going to move to California. No, 
uh, I was talking to AJ one time and just like complaining about how like because it, it it was rough. Like we tried to go with no money and last a year in this place <laughs> where we're the immigrants. So yeah. you can't like get a job doing normal. On, you gotta stuff. get a you, you get a job on a farm. Yeah, and well, I did that for four days, and I'm like. Knock it out. <laughs> yeah. This is not me. <laughs> well, and you, you know, it's you didn't it's, last getting a job. Period. Like no, I've never known you to do anything. <laughs> like literally, yeah. Dylan is the most particular person. Work. Like I don't eat that. I don't do that. Yeah. I don't this. I'm that. just like I don't work. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I, I mean, don't like, well, in no, all fairness, you were working with a much worse crew because we were with like the fun like immigrant crew that's like a bunch of people there to have fun and like party and this is like right, a, and an I'm, affordable way to do it. Mm-hmm. He's with the Korean dudes who are literally machines. I've they never seen anything I like mean, it. literally like you're picking tomatoes off this vine and they're like all day as fast as they can and I'm like trying and like covered in like it's it's 100 degrees out picking tomatoes picking tomatoes covered in pesticides and all the oh, shit. Man. It's a hard day's work. And yeah, and then so I did that for a couple days and then had to switch to melons and then you're like walking and like picking up a melon putting What was it in the what thing. was worse, melons or tomatoes? Melons. <laughs> Without a doubt. Fucking melons. Cuz cuz tomato picking they have this insane machine where you sit in like a At broke down yeah. like like school desk chair seat that's mm-hmm. mounted to this huge wing of this machine and you just like reach into the vine and go nuts. But melon picking, you literally just walk behind a tractor and do like 30 pound deadlifts for you know eight hours in 100 degree weather. Wow. I did it one day and I was like, if I get selected <laughs> to do watermelons again, I'm done. Cause I- It was watermelons? Well, yeah. And like okay, some of these so, things yeah, are like 30 pounds yeah. and no one told me that watermelon vines are super, super scratchy and itchy. Yeah. And I'm in shorts cause it's hot <laughs> as balls outside. And I came home. It took like a week before I stopped scratching the skin off my legs. Like it was so rough. So, yeah. Either way, it was a rough go. I talked to AJ and he's like, you know, I'm living at Ben's. I have an extra bed in my room. Come live with me. And then Mm -hmm. so I'm like, screw it. I I flew back home for Christmas and then day after Christmas drove to yeah. California and lived there for three years. Then you showed up with your headphones and didn't talk to anybody for a yeah. fucking year. And <laughs> in all <laughs> fairness, that I, that's like one of the best things I think has ever happened to Dylan is him going to California and having to live with all you knuckleheads. Yeah. Because yeah, he we was the shyest, oh, most like Absolutely. introverted person I'd ever known in my entire yeah. life besides maybe his brother. And and when I went out and visited him in California, he was a maniac and having all this fun. And, like, he was out, like, it being the life of the party. It took a while, though. Yeah, because it was, like, a year and a, a half in. And that's when I met you yeah. and, like, all the, Ben and all the guys over there. And you lived there for three years? I lived in California for three years. California. I only lived with Ben for, I think, a year. Right, right, right. Or maybe a, a year and a couple months. Because um, I showed up right before you moved out. Yeah, probably. And that, yeah, I, I absolutely credit that with a, a huge part of my your life, yeah, a, like growing as a, a person. And Alex, mm-hmm. especially because he's like, since I've known him, has been like <laughs> a more wild 
just I want to hear you guys talk about me. What, yeah, like, what, I want to hear your opinions about me. <laughs> well, you're just a lot more extroverted, yeah. which I think spending time around someone who wasn't going to put up with Dylan being introverted. Exactly. Like, that's a, like wow, that's really what wow. it is. Is everything in life re- revolves around I'm standards, really glad you right? Just said so that. like, if you want something in your life to be better, you have to increase your standards. Well, like we weren't going to keep Dylan accountable as a friend group to push him to be more extroverted. We would have just been like, this is the only Dylan we know. Right. He's going to be uncomfortable. I was going to accept it. Cause Alex I lived in a house. Let that happen. Not, like you, you say, I'm wild. Like I live in a house. Everybody was fucking wild. Everybody was huge personalities. You know, yeah, you look crazy. Like Big men. daddy, AJ, we're all, yeah, Ben. We're all professional BMX riders that just, you know, yeah, partied one, all night, rode BMX all day. in the house, Ryan Russell had a job. One. And that, yeah. that was it. He'd come out on Wednesday nights like, guys, it's three in the morning. I have work tomorrow. We're like, live somewhere else. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is not good for you. But anyway, it's like, yeah, I th- there's just something so interesting about Dylan because he just sat in his room with his back to the door Mysterious. with his headphones on, staring at a computer, <laughs> Cause like, not talking to anyone. I'm I like, just this wanted is- to take it serious. Like, this was the first, all right, this was the first time, like, I had to pay rent. No, I mean, yeah, you, yeah, I get so that like, you wanted to take it serious, but I was like, dude, come on. Yeah. You have to have fun. Like, we're having so much fun on the daily yeah, by the minute. you live underneath the skate park. By the minute. You yeah. literally live underneath the And here's the Dylan, skate who's park. not coming out of his freaking shell of a, you know, of a room with his headphones. And I'm, I was just like, I just, you're right. Like, I was not going to stand it. I was like, I'm going to get this guy out. of. It, it was like a personal challenge. I'm like, I'm yeah. going to get this guy out of the room and, like, drag him along with us. Which and he needed because we wouldn't have been that person because yeah. we yeah. have known Dylan f- and, and for I'm so long. I'm just so grateful for that because That's I, who awesome. knows what would have happened. And, you know, like I've met other people like that and I was just, you know, yeah, I have no interest in, you know, it's like, oh, it's a lost cause. I don't know. There, there was just something that I was like, I just saw in you or something. I don't know. I don't know why. I was just like, hey. Yeah. Every on. now and again, because I'm. I feel like I relate to you in the sense that I'm incredibly extroverted and like boisterous and I love to be the mm-hmm. center of attention and all that that's stuff. That's what I like about you. And so, <laughs> well, I feel like that's what I don't like about you is we're always competing for it, right? <laughs> Which I love. I'm joking, obviously. You're awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's so funny because every now and again, I, uh-huh. I'll i meet someone. And I'm just like, I'm going to bring this out of you. I don't know why. Yeah. Just feel it in here that I'm going to get you to step out of you. And then yeah. there's other people where you're just like, eh. I guess that's who you are. Yeah, right? Right, yeah. So, so, so funny that Dylan moves out because he had to knife fight a bunch of rats in Australia living in a hammock. And then he moves out to Australia and meets Alex, who's literally like, I I didn't recognize Dylan after a year of living with you guys. It was so awesome. now. He does amazing. stuff now that scares me. I'm like, oh, Dylan, should pump the brakes <laughs> a little bit, man. Like, you unleashed the beast, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> wow. Uh, I, well, it was just like because I couldn't stand out riding. Like everybody that I was mm-hmm. around is like this crazy bike rider. And like I just, for whatever reason, I just like. That's so you not, decided I to stand out by eating cheeseburgers in one bite? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's when Dylan the villain came came. To I feel like it you guys really unleashed Dylan the villain because he joked about it a couple there. times, I remember, growing up. It was a, it was a and then particular he, road trip. 
he came back and he's like, I am Dylan the villain. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it was a, <laughs> I want to hear the story. Nickname. It was a high school nickname given to me by my 10th grade yeah. gym teacher. But right. it kind of went away. You didn't, you didn't for own it. Many until, years, yeah. Until, until this particular road trip. Tapes for the Babes road trip. Shout out to Ryan Gutler for buying an RV, wrapping so it, getting sponsors, getting all of us hooligans in an RV to just road trip around the country. It was like the greatest time. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was, those are some really good road trips. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's when Dylan the villain came out. And I had seen, I had partied with Dylan before, so I'd kind of seen like what he was capable. Cause like now you're like uh, leveled out, you know? But back then you were like super closed off. And then maybe once a month you'd be like, yeah, I'll go out drinking and then turn into this raging animal. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, Where did this come from? You know, like now you've like kind of mellowed out, you know? But back then it you was really still just. You really sort like, of found yourself versus yeah. before. Oh, it was sure. just. You'd open the door, sneak out, go insane, and then, and then come and then back go home. Go back in the shell. The door, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just the 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 road, the one road trip. It was just the funniest thing. Like we're all partying in the RV, driving down the highway, and we stop at a McDonald's. Gutler's like, "Give me fifty cheeseburgers." You know, it's just the funniest thing ever. We get back in the in the RV, and Dylan just out of nowhere. Is just like who wants to see me eat this cheeseburger in one bite? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> we're just losing it because this is the most random thing I've ever heard. I trained for this. Yeah, oh yeah. You said I trained for this, oh. and we're like, yeah, uh, we, yeah, all of us. Let's, let's see it. And he just proceeds to stuff this cheeseburger, like just like forcing it into his mouth, and uh, we were just dying laughing. It was the funniest thing. But that's and, not and, where and the this, villain nickname no, came from. But like this is oh, this is like. You hadn't like you like you don't talk like the whole trip, you know, right. like because you're yeah. still in your like, yeah. That's probably the first so, like, thing that Dylan said right. to the group so, the like, entire trip. Probably. It's like four days in on a road trip with like eight guys in RV, and he's like, you know, quiet Dylan with, behind his camera, and then all of a sudden we're partying, <laughs> and then all, he's saying this. We're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then the, the taser the came taser. out. So the taser. I like that. <laughs> hold on, we need to address the fact that Alex just talked about. The cheeseburger story with the enthusiasm that any other person would talk about the taser story. And that's because he he loves you, dude. Like, that's <laughs> someone who really loves Dylan. It's like, I saw Dylan I, own something and become something new. Like, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. And he tased himself in the face, whatever. And the, no, he tased me yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's the thing, though. Yeah. He was like... I think you were like, I'm going to tase myself or something. And I no, was no, like, I right. can't let him go down by himself. No, no, I was like, no. I got not, you. This way, no. How did it go? Exactly. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we were driving down the road, and I on it, I think this was be right before the cheeseburger, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Either Who knows? way. Um, <laughs> so, Gutler had brought the, the taser, and, like, we were just bored on a long drive. And he brought it out and was just, like, playing with it, not doing anything. You grab it, and we're like... You were kind of playing with it, and you're like, "I'm gonna tase myself. I'm gonna tase myself." And then you <laughs> I held it. I was saying that. Yeah. Okay. And cool. It, you were like, <laughs> and then you're just not doing it, right? <laughs> like you were just playing with it, and I'm whatever, not doing anything for like five minutes. Well, everyone so then, was really scared of it too. So oh, I think for I was sure. like, kind of like, it makes a like, gnarly noise. It makes a gnarly noise. Yeah. It really doesn't feel like much when you when you tase. Well, it seemed like a fairly official taser. The, those kinds they don't they don't feel like much okay. it's it's not a big deal but they they're they have that blue like electricity oh, lightning bolt and it's like, yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. so I think I was like building the anticipation because everyone's like Absolutely. oh crazy keep that thing away from me exactly yeah but then I just get frustrated like he's not tasing himself so I grab it and I'm like 
I'm going to tase you and then tase myself. And then <laughs> I was like, like, yeah, sounds good. And then probably. I'm like, where, or somebody's like, where are you going to do it? And then, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, right here in the leg. And I'm like, nope. Dylan in the goes, neck, of course. Yeah, in the <laughs> neck, of course. Like, as if it's like the most normal thing. Like, in the neck. Duh. Yeah. And everyone's like, stupid what? idiot. Why yeah. haven't you done that? What? Before you can even say no, I do it. Yeah, he's, I, just, I, he's just attacking me. Get, get him in the neck. I fall backwards. Victor Dry, who, Victor Salazar, shout out to him. He's driving the RV. He slams on the brakes because he sees us in the rearview mirror. You go flying over backwards, the... Backwards, over the little handrail, the into, handrail like the into the stairwell. Oh. I do myself, <laughs> and I just, I want to sell it because, like, I'm trying to show off to these guys. I, I look like up. the best bike riders ever. So, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, like, sell it. So, I, like, launch myself back onto the couch, <laughs> roll my eyes back in my head. <laughs> Everybody's just going nuts. It was, like, the most, like, it was, like, just execution style. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Just, yeah, 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 <laughs> just, dude. yeah, totally. I totally sell it. And then Guler just starts screaming, it's Dylan the villain, Dylan the villain. And then from then on. Yeah. From then on. From then on. Because you went from like the shy, quiet guy that you didn't talk like on that trip. And we all knew you before that trip, most of us. And you didn't talk ever, you know. And then all of a sudden you're just like swallowing cheeseburgers and tasing people in in the neck. Just being the life of the party. Like, you, you know, you were being the life of the party. But you went from like zero well, to a thousand because it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because like it seems like that from the outside in my in my mind like I've always been like mm-hmm. this but I just couldn't express it and we talked about it a little bit on the podcast before but like so I a lot of anger came like that and it's just been like really weird for me because like I've always wanted to do stuff like that you just, just needed know. an RV and a taser and a cheeseburger to set yeah. you free Dude, interesting. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it sometimes, takes. Sometimes, that's sometimes all it takes. puzzle pieces. Crazy. Sometimes yeah. you just need like a week alone in a room and just like sensory deprivation. Other people they need an RV, yeah. a cheeseburger, and a taser. Yeah. A couple good buddies. Right. Anybody listening, write that down. Yeah, try it. it maybe Secret it's for you. To it maybe it's not for you. Ingredients: <laughs> RV, taser, yeah. cheeseburgers. Yeah, in any order, doesn't matter. Yeah, but it really was like <laughs> these. I mean we were hanging out with like some of the best bike riders in the world and to me that was just since I was a kid like that was the coolest thing ever Mm -hmm. so I'm like how am I going to prove that I'm worthy to hang out with them or (laughs) I'm going to tase myself in the neck (laughs) I mean opportunities arise that's that's the lesson opportunities arise arise, and you take the opportunity yeah whatever it is yeah well you're very good at doing that now I'll say yeah thank you you're very good at seizing the opportunity and that's a very important thing I think like Dylan's Same, always yeah. had opportunities come factor. and go, and they, they don't come again. You know? Same, you gotta, yes. You so, take so speaking huge. of opportunities, I had an opportunity to join you guys for just a little bit of the tapes for the Babes Tour. And I literally wrote down all my list of goals for that year. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make it on a tapes for the Babes Tour because I was riding it like the best I'd ever ridden. Nice. I was at the peak of my game. I was pumped. I had just hung out with you guys out in California. And I was so fired up. And I was in Las Vegas when you guys were in Las Vegas. I think some mention of like getting us into a contest had even happened. And I was like, I have to do this. I just done well at an amateur contest out in California. So I was like, this is my moment. This is my shot. And then for whatever reason, I let everyone in the group that I had road tripped out to Vegas separately with. Mm-hmm. 
convinced me to go back home. And looking back, I was like, that's a $75 flight. Yeah. Like if I had, if I had tried or had like any ounce of resolve, I absolutely could have made it happen Definitely. to where I could have stayed out there, hung out with the whole crew. It's so, and that's a perfect example of like not taking the opportunity. Well, sometimes taking the opportunity is it's a, it's a risk, you know, it's a jump into the deep end and I'm not, you know, not yeah. a lot of people are accustomed to doing that and it comes with practice, you know? Um, but, yeah. but, um, the way I think of it, cause I'm, I'm always that risk taker and I, you know, I'll jump in the deep end all day. Um, and you know, you could, you know, like, let's say you stayed and things went wrong or something and then you had to spend a lot of money and you know, like, but looking back, like, let's say you're like, oh shit, now flights back home are $300 and I don't even have that much money or whatever, anything, yeah, you know, I think whatever happens, you know, whatever it was. yeah. Um, but like looking back on it now, like, you know, what, two, three years later, you're, you're not going to remember that time you spent a whole bunch of money and you were like bummed and had to work really hard or whatever. You're going to remember that crazy story and that crazy yeah. trip and that opportunity that you took. And it's, it's always a good story eventually, you know? Yeah. That, that lesson that I learned from not taking that opportunity has really helped me to where now, like I won't let it go. Like there's no part of me that will let something like that slip ever mm -hmm. again. Which I'm grateful for. Like the best way to learn a lesson is the hard way because you only need the lesson once. Yeah. But it's so funny. Yeah. Looking back, all I can think of is like one day I accidentally got drunk and spent like $125 on weird hats <laughs> that I really wanted on Amazon. <laughs> like I, that what? same money. It, the one I, you're wearing now? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah this is one cool. of the hats. That's, that's yeah. really cool. It's the into, best. Yeah. We can go like into it. his hat addiction. We're going to talk about that think, later. Yeah. But the no, point is it's, you're not going to miss the money or whatever, like you're not going to miss anything yeah. but the opportunity. So, so always take the opportunity. Yeah, I always call this idea of life, um, like the everything is good um, theory. And I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. Or I've been uh, recently told like the zoom out theory. Because yeah. like, you know, if, if you do something and it's, it's bad, it's shitty, you know, you're going to be bummed on yourself. You're going to be, you know, depressed, whatever. But um, eventually, given some time, whether it's five minutes, five days, five months, five years, 50 years, eventually you're going to look back on it and be like, oh yeah, I learned this lesson from it. I learned this lesson from it. And you could like laugh at it. Yeah. You know? So, so if something good happens, it's good. If something bad happens, it's bad at the time. But then eventually you're like, oh, you know, like that's, that's good. Like I'm glad, you know, so it's like, everything's good eventually. Yeah. Or like, if, you know, so if you're ever going through, you're, you're going through it, you know, you're, you're driving through the mud, just like zoom out. You know, and be like, hey, am I going to like, you know, you're like, say you're just stressing, like freaking out about something that's happening in the present moment. Zoom out. And you're like, oh, am I really going to care about this a year from now? Like, what, how am I going to think about this situation a year from now? Like, oh, I'll probably just be like, oh, that was that sucked at the time. Haha, <laughs> That's Most funny. That of happened. the time you won't even yeah. remember you, that it happened. You won't like, even remember that it happened. Yeah. I cannot stress that same theory th anymore. Like I tell people all the time, either it's going to work out fine eventually Eventually. Or you're going to die and your problem's over anyways. So, like, <laughs> in all honesty, why worry? Like, it'll... Yeah. Even yeah, if worry, it takes 50 terrible. years. Well, that's the, I, I feel like that's the entire message of Joy Quota, and that's what we're trying to to spread, is, like, look at your, at your life. Like, look at it... Even picture when you're 80 years old, like, and look back to, to now. Like, are you going to... I'm what, so glad I got those spreadsheets in on time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like that's. I really nailed it. So my boss was so happy for it with me. Yeah. He doesn't even know my name, but it's fine. 
Like, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What are you What are you gonna regret when you're 80? And it, like they've done these studies yeah. where nobody says they regret. Oh yeah, yeah. Go go read out. some deathbed confessionals. It's the best thing ever. It'll, yeah. If you take their advice, I mean, if anyone's advice you should take, take those people's advice. Yeah. Take someone's advice who's staring down the barrel yeah. of dying, and they're like yeah. talking about their life and what they should have done, what they shouldn't have done, and they they all say the same thing, you know. Yeah, I, I regret I spending so much time on my job and my career and this, and I should have spent more time developing the relationships that I had and enjoying myself and doing the things I want to do and, like, not letting fear, like, stop me from doing that. Yeah, because so, we, be, we don't need to be 80 to, to feel that. Like, we want to feel that now and be like, okay, I'm going to say yes to this. Whatever it is, it doesn't need to be doing something yeah it doesn't have yourself to be, in the neck don't take yeah. yourself in the neck I, <laughs> not recommend but it, it's i mean it's fine the it's opportunity to make a name for yourself in a moment where you easily could have just let someone else who was more naturally prone to taking the spotlight have the moment you came in and you made a huge moment especially because you had such a big stage you were so quiet that if you did anything it would have sh- it would have made a wave and instead mm-hmm. you were like, I'm going to make a this a tsunami. Wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel like we could even take it one step further of, oh, I spent too much time on my career or the people who are like, I didn't enjoy the time it took to build my career. Right. Like I know people who have really successful, normal careers mm-hmm. who looking back now that they're established and they've done really, really well for themselves and they're in a wonderful place now, all they can think of is, I don't know why I didn't have fun while I built myself to this place, right? Cause right. Are they having fun now, though? Absolutely. Okay, that's good because yeah. some people get stuck in it, though, too. And then, you know, it's like, oh, hey, you're successful. Why don't you just enjoy it? Yeah, enjoy it. Take a pause, you know? Help um, someone else go get to the same place you're at, and that'll bring you so much joy. Yeah, because, like, that's that's a good way of life, too, you know? Like, doing the college thing, getting a career, making the money, you know, like, getting um, – you know, yeah, because there's nothing wrong with like but a then, normal but then, job. But then go out and live your life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing is enjoying that part of the journey, whether your journey is more along the lines of what we've all chosen to do, which is a little more freestyle, a little more shoot from the hip. Or if your journey is like, honestly, I want to go, I want to go save someone's life as an ER doctor. Like that's a 20 year journey to get to that point. But that doesn't mean for 20 years you shouldn't be enjoying your life. It's like you find little moments throughout mm-hmm. that little pockets of like, oh, wow, I did this or I get to go do this or really, like you said, zooming out and saying like 20 years from now, I'm going to be like, yeah. I blanked out. Yeah. And all of a sudden now I'm established and I'm I'm really where I need to be in life. But I don't remember the last 10 years because I didn't do anything of consequence from like a, a memory standpoint. Like I didn't mm-hmm. create memories. I didn't create relationships, things that really matter. My, my issue now is trying, I'm creating too many memories and I can't, I can't record them all. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. There's only so much space. We just yeah, keep we're, my, we're just speaking to three <laughs> different sets every, of concussions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every concussion deletes <laughs> gigs yeah. of data and they're just gone. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's something that's so cool about the, I'm, I was thinking about this the other day. If Allie and I ever have kids one day, this is on the internet forever. So at some point, like my kids or grandkids might have access to 
these cool memories that I'm getting to talk about now. And all right, let's talk about your like stuff. deepest well, secrets. No, we're talking let's about talk you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's that was me. one thing. Let's that, tell me that's something. another thing that, that Alex had uh, had done for me is like use Instagram and like a a diary almost like so mm-hmm. you, for your personal sake to look yeah. back on because yeah because it's always you, there yeah even if you look Supposedly. back on when you when we all started on Instagram whatever three five years ago like and if you could just post a stupid caption like oh, living my best life whatever or you could write like two sentences yeah to I try to it. try to write a little memory and I don't care who's reading it I don't I don't care it's for me you know exactly it's me in in five years in 10 years in Mm -hmm. 50 years hopefully that's still there and you can look back on that as a diary and that that's clutch yeah it'd be it'll be so cool that's actually something so you shared it with Dylan Dylan shared it with me and now I'm finally like getting back to a place where I'm like, oh, I really want to get back on Instagram for that reason alone. Yeah. Because I'm be, it's very awesome. into myself. I, anytime. sucked into <laughs> all of the, like, no. social media-ness of no, it. Oh, screw that. Like, so many people were like, oh, I hate it. Or, you know, Facebook, Instagram. I was well, like, you're just Gavin, using it the wrong way. Even Gavin has been, like, yeah. proud of the fact that he hasn't been on it for the last year or whatever. whatever no, that is cool. When That's I needed awesome. that because I, I mm. genuinely got to a point where I was, like, checking to see if, like, the right amount of people had liked something or, right. like, See, I just I cared way too much about it, and so and seeing it as a, that. but it seeing is. it as it's a fun, diary and and something as a tool for me, not as a like a stage, right. but like for a like a gap. tool for me. Yeah, use it as a is tool. Something that use it as a tool. Has I mean, allowed like, me to, to like actually get back into it. You a could little. find so many cool places to go experience through Instagram and Facebook. You know, from other people going there and tagging it. You know, you could you yeah. could use it to enrich your life. Um, in an awesome way, if you choose to use it that way, you know, which which um, which most people don't, but you can do it. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's that's been like the biggest way. Like that's the only reason I've gotten back into all of that is now I'm like, oh, I can reach out to so and so because they would be super fun to collaborate on something for Joy Quota. Or mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I went and rode Wheat Ridge. This was like the first skate park day in a while, and I'm actually pretty proud of how it went. I'll go. Yeah, put on there. Thing and now yeah, yeah, the Facebook memories thing is, is like the coolest thing ever. Dude, pretty cool. how cool yeah. is it? You know, like such it a good pops idea. up photos that I didn't necessarily remember in a little caption. I'm like, wow, yeah, that was such a good day. Yep. And had I not posted it on Facebook five six years ago, I wouldn't remember that memory at all. You know, yeah. so it's it's a really cool thing. Heck yeah. Well, speaking of fun memories, um, I feel like you have made a particularly adept set of skills for adventuring and making, making stories. Making fun memories. Um, what have you been up to recently? I know you've been <laughs> going nuts. You um, just got into town. Recently, I've been a freaking truck driver and I've driven... I, I, I would like to uh, figure out how many miles I've logged in the last month. <laughs> um, they do have apps for that. Yeah, Can't I should I should uh, figure that out. So I've been doing a lot of shows, BMX, travel trips. And I've been just driving all over the country. Um, I I think it started, well, I was down in Mexico for like a week. So that was a lot of driving, uh, a little surf trip with yeah. a buddy. And then uh, about a week after that, I went out to Sedona uh, for a BMX thing that lasted about a little over a week, drove back. Then uh, drove up to Seattle for a BMX show, drove back. Then to Vegas. 
And then straight from Vegas, my friends picked me up and we did a two week road trip to Florida for Swamp Fest. Yeah. Which we should definitely talk about Swamp Fest. And then Absolutely. Um, drove back from there. And I thought I was going to have like a, at least a week to relax and chill out, but fi- figured out I was driving to Denver two days later. <laughs> and here I am in Denver. So yeah. I think I've been in like Just in 11 or 12 it. states. Most of them repeats, you know, in the last month or so. Just Jeez. all driving, all BMX related. And I love it. I, I really don't mind long road trips. I, I've been doing them my whole life. I grew up doing road yeah. trips. It's it's my thing. I love it. Um, Preaching to the choir. I love a good road trip. That's yeah. what I've been asking for for my birthday See, for the last like five yeah. years. Road trips are great. Like, he loves the road trip. I'm, I'm less of a fan, so that's why we haven't done it and that's all of the rest of our friends are far more adulty you need the right recipes you know to make a good road trip um work your phone is not on silent who is it uh naperville it's it's spam Ah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um but uh yeah you need the right recipes for a good road trip to make it work but that's what i love is even all the road trips i've been on that have been disasters are just this as is the good best of a memories. story. So the one zoom out theory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything is good. So that exact road trip I was talking about to Vegas, where I didn't get to go on the tapes for Babe tour and all that stuff, because that was right after Dylan the villain popped out. So like Dylan had a lot of credibility with you guys. I might have been able to sneak in, and like I remember getting back and just being like, oh, I made a mistake. Oh my gosh, that sucks. But now I look back, I'm like, that was the craziest road trip. We live, we stayed at like this crazy meth hotel. We got to <laughs> Vegas and our, there was a needle underneath one of our mattresses. One of the dudes got lost and like almost didn't make it back to the hotel. Like all these crazy stories. And I'm like, that was actually an awesome road trip. All of the downsides. Mm-hmm. You don't remember the downsides. You only remember the craziness of the story and the joy that just remembering. Or sometimes you, you remember the downsides, but then looking back on it, you're like, oh, that was the best part. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I look back, I'm yeah. like, wow, that was, that was like, uh, I got a, a trophy from Alan Cook that he handmade nice. for uh, getting third place in the contest in Cali. And this kid f- stole it. One of the kids we road no tripped way. with, Dylan Agley, stole it. I never got it from him ever. And I don't Dylan, know if you're why. listening. Jesus, yeah. Out. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Come no. to the studio right now. I'll trophy fight in you hand. With a knife. No. Uh, oh, knife Whoa. fights. Wow. No. It's, Just don't touch the hair. Yeah, it's exactly. We usually don't call people out. No, nah, he knows what he did. All right. I mean, <laughs> that's a, such enough. a personal thing. Hey, it's a trophy. Thing. That's, a, that's, that's a such a personal thing. And I remember having Alan Cook on a poster in my room growing up. Like, and it was so funny that like I got to meet my hero. <laughs> he gave me a trophy. It was like the craziest thing. And at the time, I was so by her. Now I'm like, that makes for <laughs> such a good story. Like, yeah. that's so entertaining, and it's a good story. And like, I, what Did would he... I do? Just have this trophy? It was a helmet with a bell, like thing that was glued to it. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just like so cool that he made it. What am I gonna do with that now? Yeah. Like now, my whole life, I'm trying to like get rid of all of these things I've collected yeah. so that I don't have so much. And here much. you are telling this story kind of laughing about yeah, it. Yeah, like, it, oh, it brings me joy because it makes me <laughs> laugh at what a funny story is. like eight feet out of that 12 foot or 14 I know, foot and it breaks bowl. my heart so every did, time I see him shred. I'm like, God, I hate you can well, do something. Did, like he <laughs> the, did he use the helmet as like an actual helmet to no, for safety? He no, he never wore it because it, it didn't even have straps. 
Oh. It was just a trophy, and they'd like spray painted it. It was. Did he think he deserved it, or was there? An, I have no idea. I have no idea. But did. I just I remember reaching out to everyone on the road trip, like, "Hey, how do I get this back? I'll drive to his house." That's funny. He's like, "No, I don't know where it is." And I was like, "You know exactly where that is. Come on." But uh, yeah, I mean, I but that's the whole zoom also, out theory. Is you now lose it's a hilarious. lot of shit on a road trip, by the way. That is oh like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, you always lose stuff. That's we, that's the whole zoom out. <laughs> He had a history at the time of taking things from... This is circumstantial. That is so circumstantial. Somebody that has a history of stealing things said they don't know where your thing is. I don't want... Yeah. Anyways, we got to go find this guy as soon as this uh, wraps uh, up right now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, I mean, again, back to the zoom out theory, the whole important part of the subject is like, now that's one of my favorite parts of the story. Yeah. It's like it it's, made fa- it, it's the most entertaining yeah, part it to made tell. It inter- and like I don't feel any hurt. I don't feel like any loss at the time it I was like frustrated, but now I'm like thank God I don't have to make that judgment call now yeah. looking back with like nostalgia on this like thing that I would never have yeah, it's up like anywhere like the things the most be- the best things in life are either like the really good things or the really bad things. You know, yeah. it's like the drama. Like watch a movie. Like if everything just goes perfectly along the whole time, it's boring. You're not going to watch that movie. Yeah, God it's the forbid drama that, works, that works good. So when you're in the drama, learn how to realize that and then like embrace it. And be yeah, like, get excited for the story. It will be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Embrace the uh, the drama and the mud that you're going through. Yeah, I love that. All right, talking about mud, let's go to Swamp Fest. Yeah, how, how perfect. Oh, mud. Did, did, okay. Can we just talk about what a great transition that was? I'm so <laughs> wow. proud of you, Dylan Fuller. That was amazing. Can we'll the microphones hear that high five? <laughs> I hope it can. Crispy. That was a solid high that five. That was um, Yeah, it was great. Like, First of all, I drove there for a week in a van. So by the time I got there, like me and my crew, we were burned out. We were going hard. We were riding yeah. bikes. We were partying. We were having the time of our lives. Um, but it was a great time. I swear next year I'm going to bring a second bike or something so I could join in the mud festivities. That's like the, the swamp rail. Is it? And the, the mm-hmm. yeah, it was, yeah. It looks like if you really care about your bike, which or anything, most like of the people, shoes or just most of the people there, like that's their only bike or they use that specific bike it's, to make money and yeah. a living and pay rent. Right. I'm about to go huck that into mud. <laughs> like, yeah. But it just looks like such a fun time. So I need to uh, be a part of that next year and hopefully it happens. sounds like it's going to happen. You could probably um, buy a Walmart bike for, for one shot that's at, what a, I was thinking. at a handrail. Yeah. Or they, they had a, the, an obstacle Walmart. course, the Scotty Kramer obstacle yeah. course. You that know. looked impossible. Yeah. I think somebody did. I don't know. Right. From what I, I did see somebody. I watched across. the somebody I watched went. their like obstacle course video on Scotty's channel, uh-huh. and no one even came close. Ever they had to break S- it into three separate sections. They had to break it into three separate. I think it was Corey Walsh or something. Actually. I don't know. There were a couple dudes who were mm. killing it for sure, but they had to break it into three separate. I don't know Corey, sections. but I, I feel like he's more of the the go around the loop thing, not the obstacle no. Course. I could be completely no. It's definitely Corey Walsh. It was him. Alstrand was doing awesome on it. That's one other yeah. dude was also doing really well who I mm-hmm. don't know, but either way, not, it looked impossible. Yeah, it was just if you ride BMX or have any interest in bicycles, like mountain bikes or anything, you have to go. Um, even I if you don't have any interest in any of those things, 
uh, you should go if you like just like rowdy redneck uh, fun Dude, shenanigans. Like, we'll be there. Joy Quota will be there next year. Yeah, yeah. even if you let's, just let's don't participate, right you I'm just sit there watching. Right it's just so much mayhem's going down. Like it'll entertain anybody. It'll be you know. Get off your couch. It'll be I mean, better than any TV show you've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd I'd like to go fireworks down for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we'll we bought about four hundred dollars worth of fireworks, uh, collectively fireworks. as the van, and um, we we had so many that the other groups of people that were launching off mortars ran out and came over to us to buy some. That was yeah, cool. Get some um, of that money back. <laughs> yeah, we had we we decided to buy a whole bunch of beer and we're like we're gonna sell it and make tons of money because last year there's people just like you know, late night Saturday, just like sell me beer, you know? Yeah. I think we bought 13 cases, 13, 24 wow. cases. Uh, we didn't sell any of them. We didn't even try. We were, we were too busy. Them. We were too busy. Smash 13. Uh, we I didn't drink them math, all that night. We came home from at the end of the road trip with five, I think. Five but, uh, beers or five cases? Five cases. Okay. We did a good job, though. We uh, Yo, that's a solid effort. <laughs> we did a good I job. I don't know math that well. Uh, that's that's a, a solid like that's effort. like 400 beers, perhaps? I don't know. That's awesome, though. Funny story is that uh, we went to Walmart right before Swamp Fest, mm -hmm. and we're you know gearing up, food, propane, beers, uh, and we have tons of beers. We have all these beers. Like each one of us individually has two or three cases. We have like boxes of wine, uh, yeah, bottles of wine, uh, bottles of liquor, all this stuff. And we're checking out, and one by one, we're going to the checkout, and uh, we had missed the period to buy alcohol by like five minutes you know no it was like 1207 you know um so one by you know like one by one we're getting told like oh you can't buy it anymore and the lady's picking up everything that we can't buy and oh. putting into a cart to like eventually restock but it was just so funny like i was the third person to the checkout line you know and i'm like oh what you know and they take everything and it was so funny like watching more and more people in our crew show oh, up with all so this stuff. Bummed looking down they the had, line of just like oh, it was no. hilarious. There's two carts full because it was that was even more than what we ended up buying. Like there's we probably had more than the 13 cases. That's we went and bought that from a gas station because it was just a Walmart rule or something. Yeah, um, but you know we had <laughs> there's two Dude. carts full of. Uh, just That's everything. Crazy. It was the funniest thing, like looking at these two cards. Like, well, we try. <laughs> Gave it a solid effort, yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah. Solid It was probably effort. good that that happened because even though we bought 13 cases, that was less than what we would have bought. And you still um, didn't finish 13 home. cases yeah. you, you did buy, but there was also two cards on additional. So mm. that's a pretty 50, aggressive 50, buy 50. too. Like yeah, like like so we said we were gonna selling we it. were gonna sell and make some money, but everyone was really prepared this year. Last year there was a lot of See, beer shortages. I'll speak to this. Everyone I feel like very I missed the best year of Swamp Fest, yeah. which was last year. I feel like I last think it was year, it was the best. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't there the first year, but this year, like of course, um, there was a big fire at night, and they burned the coffin ramp, and there's just this massive crazy fire. Um, it was super fun. Then everybody burned the ramps. But I feel like last year it happened organically. Like it just was like, yo, let's burn the ramps. And like yeah. we didn't know if it was like okay to do that or not. It was just like this crazy. A little bit like, of rebel in there. Just rebel. Like we're just burning this fucker to the ground, you know? Whereas this year it was like, okay, like that's what we're going to do. You know, it was like. Well, there's there's hops there. You know? No, they were the fine. Videos. No, no but, I, but I mean like there were. It, it was, was like there's always some cops there. I mean, it's fine. They, no, yeah, that's but yeah, that's it's kind of my like point. It's like, like the cops, yeah, the cops like, were okay hey, with a fire all department like, on call, like, yeah. mm -hmm. versus the actual rebelness of just like we're burning this whole skate park to the ground. The cops thought it was cool. Is the thing. So it's you're not a rebel if the cops are like 
yeah dude yeah go for and, it and maybe it was just me because i experienced it the year before so like it was like a like a sequel where they're kind of you know it was like oh yeah i know what's gonna happen we're gonna burn all this stuff you know yeah. um and it was still amazing it was the awesome <laughs> i don't want to talk down about it at all no but it yeah, still I seemed last like, year it for me like last year was, incredible was, event right, but i, I think we more missed epic. like Right. That last year opportunity to be a You didn't miss anything, guys. You just got to come this we'll get, next year and make we'll it there. make it the best we'll Swamp Fest. Dude, we're you know about to joy quote of the Swamp Fest real hard for sure. For sure. And the, there's part of me like because you pushed me, you texted me a couple times like come come to Swamp Fest. Yeah, you blew that opportunity. Yeah. I, I know. Opportunity. I know. I thought about it. I know. I really I know. did as well. Because Dylan told it's me that you guys like, were going. I was like, we should go, and I was like, I can't yep. go. Should I go? Driving from. LA to Florida to Orlando is it was kind of rough actually. We it was rough with hike. the amount of time that we we try to do. It, Two weeks wasn't enough. It's for not enough. Drive. And that anyone to planning to road trip successfully from California to Florida and back do at least three weeks to make it. Fun. Three weeks total. At least, yeah. To yeah. like enjoy, like have some time to stop and like not drive. Yeah, we're not smashing either out, like, ride nine hours a day or worth of driving. Camp and enjoy. Yeah, it was just so rushed. It felt like. Um, we, we were traveling comfortable. We had a really nice couch in the van where both sides of the couch were fold yep. out into a recliner and we were good. Like, you know, so you'd sit in the van and sleep all day. It was good. And we'd party all night. And <laughs> it, it sounds so fun, but honestly, like yeah. I pictured, what I pictured is sitting on this couch for two weeks and my, like my back, I've been out for three weeks because of my back. I'm like. Truly, the reason I didn't go is because my back could not take just sitting in the van for two weeks straight. Yeah. I just like hear excuses. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Excuse. I'm kidding. That's a really no, good yeah. excuse. You <laughs> know, that's fair. I don't blame I've you. I've lived with him the past yeah. three weeks. Well, you can't You can't have a really good time under those circumstances, you know? And it, I mean, I had a good time in Mexico on crutches, but, you know. Oh, shots fired. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> in all fairness, I think that's another point of the, the zoom out theory right is is sometimes you have to miss the opportunity to make the right call yeah like there's plenty of times i've missed an opportunity but it was a hundred percent the right call and at the mm -hmm. time i felt like almost like shame of like i can't believe i didn't pull the trigger on this yeah and then looking back you're like i'm so yeah, glad that i did the you'll right never thing. never know though until and i took care of my body and like because if yeah take care of your body yeah first. so Number like one. all that kind of stuff where you're like man i feel like maybe i, I blew it and I didn't take care of the opportunity, same thing goes back to zoom out and be like, I'm gonna be so grateful that now I'm healed up or now uh, because I missed out on that opportunity, I found a different one. Well, yeah. th that's the thing though, like my back didn't hurt at the time, I said no, but I just envisioned my back <laughs> being destroyed. What? So, well, so you used the law of attraction to bring that yeah. back in into your life. <sighs> that's true. That you straight is up secreted uh, that into your yeah. lives. <laughs> oh. That's true. That That's hilarious. Very fair, yeah. I, I have nothing to say. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's what's so wild. I feel like about everyone at this table right now is there's nothing more shameful than missing an opportunity at this table. Like none of like all of us could forgive like a horrific transgression against the other. All of us could absolutely be like, dude. Yeah, but when I'm, you miss something, but like if you miss something, it's just like oh. That's, we've talked about it before. We won't get back into it, but that's how I feel about Dylan riding the bull and me not riding the bull. I was there mm -hmm. that day, and I, I'm, 
again, looking back, I made what was the right call and I didn't hop on the bull. But looking back, filled with shame that I didn't hop on the bull. That's what eats me is I was there. I had the shot. But I think that's so unique about everyone at this table right now is we're all so compelled. Like it's not even like a conscious choice. We're all genuinely compelled because we've just trained ourselves or grew up in an environment that pushed us to reach the limits and nothing is worse than missing an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Alex, you can never move here because if if the three of us, this triangle of <laughs> insanity, were like a always on thing. Yeah, I definitely have nothing a lot would of get done. I have we a few I have a few friends like that around the country where it's like we have so much love for each other when we hang out, we have like the most insane time, but it's 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 good because it's limited. You know, it's like, okay, and then now I'm going back to where I live or you going back to where you live. And it's like, wow, if we hung out all the time together, we would just die. We would just never stop because we yeah. just push each other, push each other, push each other. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. That is 100% fact. We would – Gavin has a wife, so he'd probably be fine. He'd be able to say no. Yeah, I, someone I to keep like, you in check. Yeah. Real talk, <laughs> Ali's, like, genuinely saved my life in that matter where now I can actually have a bit of – because I get to think of someone other than myself for the first time. Well, that, that's it's why they clutch. say, uh, what do they say? Like, that's why, never mind, lost my thought. It's all good. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back there. But yeah, that's, that's really like the only thing that's ever allowed me to step outside of the like effort mentality of I'm here, I'm going to do it. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, actually, I have this other person that I get to think about. And it's, it's given me a lot of, of ability to step back in a moment and make the right cho choice for sure. Um, well, and we're all going to wave to Dylan. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's so true, though, how if you're around this type of energy constantly, it's almost as bad for you as being around the, the type of can. energy that's scared of everything all the time always. It's just a different kind of yeah. evil, right? Well, you have to learn to, like, recharge your batteries, you know, because it's easy to go, 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 go. And that's kind of what happened to me. Like I went to Vegas and, you know, obviously partied, had a great time in Vegas all weekend and then went straight into this Swamp Fest road trip. Yeah. And, you know, eventually it was just like, wow, like I need to, I need to relax, get some R&R, &R, you know, just, you know, so that way you could continue having the best time. Do you yeah. almost need, because I've found, at least for me personally, because I'm also like incredibly extroverted, I feed off of other people's yeah. energy a lot. Like. If I'm around other people, I genuinely like don't need food or water or like oh, yeah. sleep. You can just live on momentum. I just live on like we're doing it together. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, I feel like so big part of this year, Allie. Again, thanks to her, I've been scheduling time to not be around people for that exact reason. Is like I will go until and... I'm. 100% exhausted and I've genuinely broken myself. Yeah. And for like <laughs> yeah. multiple days, I can't get uh, out of bed and I'm almost like depressed because I'm just like so out of energy. Yeah. And well, my body I mean, you got to stay balanced, and I'm you know, so and beat up. And it's so funny how we almost need people in our lives to pull us back to being solitary creatures and like taking mm -hmm. care of us as a individuals in a sense of like we don't need to be a part of this giant group accomplishing a mission we can just go spend time quiet time <laughs> by ourselves relaxing. doing nothing with no goals no plans um versus 
we get to be the opposite for others, like what you guys were for Dylan when he moved to California. We're going to pull you out of that and bring you into community and into this chaos so that you can kind of spend some of that energy you've been recouping. Yeah. Yeah, definitely very important to uh, to rest. It was a ha- it's a hard lesson, you know, growing up as a energetic, wild young man, you know, who just yeah. wants to take on the world, you know, um, to learn how to rest. It's, I'm still learning. I'm 29. I'm still trying <laughs> to learn that, you know, still pushing myself past. When you were a kid, do you remember anything specific of, like, doing something crazy for the first time or, like, deciding you were going to live your life in, in this certain way? Um, it was always in me. Um, when I was, uh, in the fourth grade, I got a snowboard for Christmas, which I didn't ask for, you know, it was totally unexpected. And I think that really brought out the adrenaline seeking, uh, part of me. Uh, so that was cool, but it was always in me. Like I, I remember being on the playground in like first grade and everyone would climb up the, the playground and slide down the slide. And I would, I would climb to the top of that and then jump off, you know, like repeatedly. Yeah. You know? And like looking back, like nobody does that. And I don't, I don't know why I did it. It was just, that was like the only natural thing for me to do to have fun. So I was always like, it was always in me. Um, but the, the snowboard, the snowboard definitely like set me on a course to extreme sports and um, um, not only extreme sports, but everything that comes with extreme sports, like, you know, self-expression and being unique, being yourself, freestyle, you know. Free yeah. s- freestyle living, you know, like freestyle doesn't end when you put the bike or skateboard or snowboard down, you know, it, it continues throughout your whole day, your, throughout your whole life. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always saw myself like, and then we'll say middle school into high school when you start like kind of becoming who you are. I don't know why, or I don't think there was any specific thing that set me on a course, but I just always loved the idea of kind of living free um, you know, being close to nature, kind of untethered, um, untethered. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know if it was just like the idea. I, I think it was, like I said, it was just in me always like, you know, and then you attract yourself like to certain music, like Bob Dylan and, you know, Johnny Cash, these, yeah. these people who sing, of, uh, you know, um, being on the road and, and the, the good and bad that comes with it. Um, and you're just always traveling, always moving, um, and I just, I, I just always knew deep down I, was, I had this kind of nomad soul. Um, yeah, hearing that, I wonder if there's, I bet there's probably, you can trace like certain personality traits to genomes. I bet there's probably like a nomad huh. genome. That's, that's some, interesting. Like I guarantee someplace yeah. on the internet you could literally track down where someone's been like, yeah, if you have this genome, you're probably more likely that's interesting. to be like called to that nomad. Because part of me wants that for sure. And then I'm like, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody in, entertains that idea in in some aspects, you know, um, like the idea of just traveling and being free. But um, it's weird, and I meet a lot of other people who live a similar lifestyle. You know, everyone's doing it for different reasons. Like sometimes it's like they're looking for something. You know, there's like this emptiness that they're trying to fill, ooh. whether it's like with friends yeah. or who they are or like where they belong. Mm-hmm. I never really feel like I was like that. I just like I. I feel, you know, I have good friends everywhere. I feel at home everywhere as long as I'm with, you know, people I care about. But I just have this burning desire to experience. It's like, I, it's because I love life so much, you know? Like, I just want to just suck the life yeah. out of this world in every single day, every single minute. 
Um, so I just love experiencing and traveling to new places and going to new things, you know. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and a lot of good things come with it. A lot of bad things come with it. You know, you have to make a lot of sacrifices to live the life that I live. Um, a lot, um, but yeah, it's all good. So tell tell us about some of your travels. Like, what are your, some of your favorite places that you've been? Um, I would say India is a favorite place. Um, it's just so different than our world that we live in. And that's what attracts me, you know, it's just, I want the craziest, you know, like I want to go, I want to get dropped off somewhere where I just, I'm like so out of my element because it's just so exciting. That's the most exciting kind of adventure where you're genuinely out of your element and you're in way over your head. Every single day when you, if you do a a trip like this, whether you're backpacking or whatever, um, you know, if you drop yourself into a situation like this, you're just on full, um, you're just firing on all cylinders every second of the day because you have to be you have to be you're just full awareness you know sights smells actions just everything is just so stimulating and i love that you know and you come back here to america and even if you have like a really good day that's stimulating there's still like all these down times that you're just like you know like the normalcy um, yeah and like i i don't like that those parts you know um totally i mean we literally just did an adventure day where we went snowboarding snow biking on a snow bike we'd literally just made and never really ridden except for a couple minutes one time and then went and rode bmx afterwards and threw a surprise birthday party for a friend and there were parts of that day where i was like "Eh, it was pretty average boring day (laughs) versus like normal you could literally just be like i was in india and i ordered food and it was the craziest day of my life the simplest things or like well especially in india you could just leave your front door uh, i say in hostels um, and just walk down the street or you don't even have to walk anywhere. You could just stand at the front door and just observe what's happening in the yeah. street and be blown away. Like, holy crap, what is happening right now? And that was so cool. You know, just so stimulating to all your senses. It makes you feel alive. You know, it's, it's a similar thing to doing something gnarly on a bike and getting that adrenaline rush. It makes you feel alive. Um, so, yeah, India is cool. I mean, I've been a lot of places in Southeast Asia. Uh, last year was a good travel year for me. I did a lot of BMX traveling. Um, I went to South Africa for a couple contests. I went to England, um, did a little layover in Ireland, which was cool, unexpected. That was nice. really fun. Um, where else did I go? I went to Australia and Brazil. On the Philippines was last year as well, right? That wasn't BMX. My Philippines trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to the Philippines, too. That was in January. That was in the beginning of the year. That was just a backpacking trip. And then, of course, I'm I'm always going to Mexico to surf, just down in Baja uh, for, like, weekends or week-long trips. Um, so yeah, I got, I went, went a lot of places last year. It was, it was a good, good travel trip. Um, well, I think you've set yourself up specifically to live that life in a different way than most people. You you live in a, uh, like a fully built up van. Yeah. And you have to, yeah. And when people are like, oh, you're lucky. Like, no, like this has been years in the making of, of specifically, living my life to get to this, you know, cause yeah. it, I mean, you can just do it with the snap of your fingers, but I mean, it's hard, it's you know, hard. um, I, I was like gone cut down on a lot of, yeah. Stuff. And it's, it, and even for me still, like it's, it's hard to do that. It's, it's a, it's a, gr- you know, learning process, but yeah, I was gone at least seven months out of the year last year away, like pretty much overseas, you know, like out of, yeah. or just away, you know, away from California. And it takes a lot to get to that point. 
Um, but like I knew that I wanted that. And like I said, you make a lot of sacrifices um, with like possessions or stability or relationships. Um, yeah, that was the one thing that kept because I've always, like I said, I've wanted I I still find myself like really drawn. Like every time I see um, someone who's just like more along your lines of genuinely nomadic and like the, whatever they want to do that day, they're going to try and just make that happen. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm like, man, that sounds good. And the only reason I wasn't able or I'm not like every time the thing that pulls me back is realistically, like I'm not going to be able to sever ties with like all of the friendships I have. You don't in, have to sever certain though. places. Sever is maybe the sever. wrong word, but like so I wouldn't definitely wrong be word. willing. Yeah. Sever is probably dramatic. Um, Cause I did that for a while climbing cell phone towers and I made really, really good money, but I was just road dogging it. And yeah, I wasn't and able to cut out there the alone. connection of spending like every single night with a different set of friends that I've created versus I think you've developed an immunity to <laughs> to mm-hmm. that moment where you're like, oh, I'm just going to spend tonight by myself. That's okay. Like I, I wasn't able to build up that immunity. Well, but going back to the extrovert personality, I don't think, I'll, I don't know. I don't feel like you spend that many nights just solo you're always like doing something with somebody most of the time always doing something yeah i mean there are times though like usually winter time when i get back i don't travel as much um you know and i'm like hanging out uh it's cold you're like you know i'm living in a van you know like um and you're not doing anything and you can get a little lonely or bored um but i always tell myself like you know, and sometimes I'll be like, man, this sucks. You know, uh, I miss having, I miss a house. I miss roommates. You yeah. know, even if you're not talking to your roommate, just being in the same yeah, room. being around another person makes energy. you feel good. Um, you know, I'm just, man, this sucks. I'm miserable. I don't like this. Can't wait till, you know, things happen in the future. But, you know, I just tell myself like, you know, this might be like a downtime, but I'm going to have a whole bunch of really good uptimes, you know, just, just, yeah. just chill, you know, know that that's going to happen. Yeah. It's just fine. A unique um, set of choices that comes and yeah, with its and, own and learning to be by yourself is an important thing, I think. And and not just being by yourself, but enjoying being by yourself is an yeah. important thing. Um, well, and I th- I feel like it's important to be able to appreciate the roller coaster. Like that's something I still struggle yes, with. Yes. Is like I always want to be going up and doing the next yeah. thing and all this but it and doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that and the and higher like, the higher your highs the lower the lows is everything's balanced and especially you know like some of the stuff that i like to do now like if i'm not doing something at the most extreme i just like start feeling so depressed mm-hmm. and then i have to like pull back and look at it like you're not depressed you're just like not doing something right now just like yeah. chill just chill and it'll be fine yeah yeah li- life yeah life's a roller coaster and i i struggle with it too because i'll like i'll go on month-long trips you know I, like last year i i went from england for a week straight to woodward east for a week straight to x games for a week you know i mean this all lasted like a month and a half and i mean you're talking pinned all the time just having the most amazing time yeah. every single day uh, with awesome new friends, awesome old friends, just having the time of your life. And then, you know, you get back and you're not doing anything. And I, I get into the post-trip blues hard sometimes, really yeah. hard. 
And that's like, that's the hard part to deal with, you know, um, having, you know, having fun's easy, um, but dealing with that low end. But like you have to, like you said, appreciate the roller coaster, appreciate those ups and downs because there are ways. If you don't have that, always, you're not going to feel anything. Yeah, if, if you don't have that, you're just going, pin, you're, just, you're working that nine to five every single day. Well, even if you're doing like the, the craziest you know? stuff and it's always high, 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 you're going to get you're gonna to that and then you're uh, it's going to be... Wait, you're going to crash, but yeah, yeah if you if get you immune to that, then... redline your engine the whole day, all day, every day, eventually the engine's just going to blow You're going to crash eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and, it, and it's hard to learn that. Like, we're still learning that. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten Coming to... off this injury of the past... Like, for three weeks, I couldn't move, basically, and I was the most depressed I've ever been. Oh, dude, try, like, a couple months better at it, man. It's, yeah, it's, I, it's tough. I can't even imagine. And, like, but, yeah, trying to to put myself in that, it's like, yeah. okay, it's not that big a deal. It, it, talking about your back injury, you were talking about how you realized everything you like doing is so physically active. Um, since you are in this lifestyle where you're using your body a lot, and, th- like, this is going to happen again you know, to you, Dylan, yeah. like it's, it happens to all of us where you're laid up, you can't do anything because you injured yourself. It's very important to find a hobby that, you know, you can do while injured, while laid up, whatever it is, music, drawing, art, I don't know, you know, a hobby that, that's Something not Netflix, that's you know, like that's not a hobby, you know, brain, yeah. you know like it's, Instagram and Netflix, that's not a hobby. It's so like something, hard though, because when you're, it is hard. Yeah. For me though, like we're active people. That's what and we then do. That, when I can't do it, I get so down that like there's things that I would like to do that I just won't won't do. So I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, I, same, yeah, because you're kind of in this I funk, you're in this like kind of low down, like depressed funk. Yeah, I'm, I'm depressed. It's, I just want to watch Netflix to me. And, and do this. Yeah, and I just want to kind of. It's sit so in space. unproductive. Yeah, and I'll but I'll even have calls. Be like, hey, you want to go do this? And I'm just like, mm, nah, just nah. Sounds I'm, like a lot of effort. Yeah, too yeah. much effort. You know, I I feel like one step further than just like appreciating that life has ups and downs. I've gotten to a place where it's certainly not all of the time, but as often as I can consciously like remind myself to be in this place of, I'm going to be grateful for the lows because like, like, so because I'm in this weird six pack challenge is like a weird analogy. I'll go like a couple days of eating like super, super clean. And then that day when I'm not going to eat clean is just the greatest day. Like it's the best thing ever. And I'm just smashing all my favorite foods and ice cream and all this stuff. And then like when that hungry feeling hits where I'm just like, all right, you went and enjoyed yourself for a weekend. Now it's time to get back on the grind. And I feel myself thinking like, oh, God, I'm hungry or like whatever it is. Here's my advice. I I feel like grateful of like oh i'm i'm looking forward to how great this is going to make the next adventure instead uh, yeah. of wallowing in like so transferring that to life of every time i'm going through a real rough patch in life taking just a quick z- second to zoom out and be like i'm so grateful for how gr- how amazing the next high is going to feel right. because i'm experiencing this low yeah, because yeah. I, like when i broke my collarbone and i was out for months and months and months and months and i was like as soon as I can do a tail whip, that is going to be the best <laughs> feeling in the world in waiting months and months and months before I could finally comfortably pedal my bike again and all that stuff, like taking it from just appreciating that it serves its purpose to really being grateful for how much that's going to play into how 
great the next moment's going to be when you mm-hmm. finally get back onto the the high because it is a roller coaster. It's going to go back up and appreciate. Yeah, yeah. And know that it's going to go it. back up. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm certainly not perfect by any means. I get frustrated all the time. So like, ah, I'm not this or that, but just appreciating like, wow. I'm, I get to be grateful that I'm in a low spot because that just means I'm this much closer to a high. Like yes. it's not going to go downhill forever, <laughs> just like it's not going to go uphill forever. Yeah. Um, while he's pouring drink, <laughs> getting it going, um, I think yeah. this is actually... Tequila time. Yeah, Sorry, I was going to say, we can make a quick little moment out of the fact that this is a rare time for us because most of the time we're the ones who are like, yeah, all we drink is tequila and everyone else is like, oh, I'll take like a beer or something. I feel like we are in a born place. with tequila in my, bl- in my veins. Yeah, I feel like we like fuel. <laughs> one more Rocket thing fuel. we've go. all come together on is like tequila brothers. One forever. day there'll be a joy quota tequila. Dude, that would be yes. cool. Yes, joy quota brand tequila. Ooh, I like that. We'll get that on the vision board. Yeah. Let's let's start tomorrow. Yeah, dude. I'll I've go down to Mexico. I'll find the uh, agave I'll f- plants. I'll find the. We're all going out to Mexico. You're right. Yeah. What was I thinking? Well, yeah. I, yeah, obviously. Well, we're taking my van down to Mexico. Yes. We're gonna do a sweet. Yeah. I'll bring the hammock. I'll camp outside. Mainly. Oh yeah, that's the way you. Do, that's that's what you do. Dude, yeah. camp outside. The van. Yeah. The van finally got named. The van's what? name is Fiona. Fiona. What man. a great Fiona. name. Fiona. Fiona's a good name, right? Yeah, I like that. that van. It, it was probably a year and a half before you. It's been a while. Was, oh I've had God, the van yeah. for over two years two now. Years, yeah. Wow. Which is crazy to think about that I've been living in a van for over two years. Um, That's pretty not, awesome. Not paying rent and all this. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. You're, you're fully doing it. You're not like saying. Yeah, like I like, bought this cool van, but really I still have like that, a house that I live hey, at. Everyone's on their fine. own path. It's no, fine. No, it's totally there's fine. Like totally no, different levels of van like life. And like, you know, the true van life, I consider myself not even doing because that's like when you have somehow figured out a way to make money on the road or maybe you just quit everything and you're just traveling and you're nonstop traveling in your van ah. um, where, you know, I always gravitate back to home base, which is Huntington Beach. So I do have like that permanent place where I'm living in a van, you know, and living in a van in a city sometimes is really not that much fun. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That's, that's, it's not, it's not that much fun when you're out camping, you're traveling around, going to beautiful places on this planet. Awesome. Um, yeah, and you're a lot closer to nature versus like when right. you're just like the dude who hasn't showered in a couple right. of days. And you're like parked on some street yeah. and you're like, you gotta like close the windows and kind of hide and make sure no one sees you in there. You know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily that fun, but um, you know, anytime I'm in that situation, I just tell myself, like, um, I do a lot of, you know, flying in international backpacking trips and stuff like this. So yeah, I'm, you know, if I'm ever holed up in a city and I'm like, oh, this is lame. I'm like, well, I'm saving money. The money that I would have spent on my rent is now going into that next trip. So it's good. Yeah. yeah. Being grateful for the purpose it's serving. Right. right. Well, and some of the times we've had in Mexico have been... Let's talk the about some of that last. Wildest. How about that last trip? It's a pretty wild trip, from what it, was it sounds like. It a pretty like. wild trip. It was a wild trip. So wow. I, I'm so grateful that you are who you are, Dylan, because Dylan will call me and be like, "Hey, I'm thinking about coming to California." I'm like, sweet. When? He's like, "How about next weekend?" I'm like, "Yep, I'm not doing anything. Book it. <laughs> Done. All right." And, and then, like a week later, he's here. 
yeah. you know, and pick them up at the airport. And then it's just a whirlwind of uh, good times. And uh, yeah, so what did we do? So we went down to Mexico, Rosarito. Yeah, this was Labor Day weekend. Yeah, we. Which I didn't even know. <laughs> well, yeah, you living. Oh. When you don't work, you tend to not realize yeah. when holidays are. Living I, show I, I life, say, you don't know don't what any you don't day work. is. You you work plenty. You don't have a job because jobs are lame. Yeah, okay. So I work. I make job money. Job serves their I'm not going to shit on anyone uh, with a job because, in all honesty, no, yeah, for sure. Love your job. If you love yeah. your job, it's fine. We're just saying. So it's unfair to say he doesn't work because he works. He wor- Yeah. He, he's living the show life. He doesn't have a job. In the com- um, like the BMX. Yeah. Life. So we went down. And so my goal, anytime, I just want to surf. Like when I lived in Huntington, uh, since I was in yeah, seven years time. old, since I was seven years old, all I wanted to do was surf. So I, I eventually moved to Huntington, learned how to surf, and then have to move back here. And so now all I want to do is surf. So I go out there. And take surf trips in Alex's van. And so we go down. Fiona. With Fiona. She wasn't named that at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And. That's awesome. uh, Well, first of all, I'm on crutches. I can't walk. Alex has ruined his knee in Brazil. Yeah. So he can't walk. Or or surf kind of. Did you? We went out surfing in San Diego. No, I didn't. I, I couldn't walk. Maybe you didn't. No, I definitely didn't. See, that's oh, yeah, the sign, yeah, yeah. sign of right? like a true BMX homie is someone who's willing to like stand by while the other person no, has yeah, a good you, time. Uh, yeah. You and no, Toby, it was rough. Like, cause you had already booked your flight. I'm pretty sure. And it was kind of like, no, no, no. You told me like, Hey, I hurt my knee, but come if you want. And I was like, I don't have any other. Plans. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do it. We still had a great time. I struggled through a lot of it though, to be honest. Like I, I worked really hard to, because, I mean, if I had my way, I would have just laid in bed that whole weekend and just recovered my knee yeah. and done nothing, you know? But then you had um, – because Toby was there too. And Toby, so. by the way, is my friend from Austria who I met. This is kind of a cool story. This is like a BMX story. I met Toby in South Africa last year. Okay. Uh, you know, doing he's just a BMX contest. rider. Yeah, yeah, doing contests. Like, hey, man, you're pretty cool. And we hung out the whole time in South Africa. And then – I was like, hey, dude, like you should go to this contest in Brazil. I'm going, you know, a dirt contest. He's a dirt rider. So next time I saw him was in Brazil. And then I convinced him to come to America with me afterwards and do like a two week road trip. I think it turned into like three weeks. Um, so it's just kind of cool how BMX brings you together. Like, you know, I met this Austrian kid in South Africa. Then I met him in Brazil. And then, then we're traveling around the United States. Yeah, that um, BMX family just is all inherently just so afraid of missing out (laughs) we all have FOMO I remember Dylan telling me like the week of like hey man I'm gonna leave on like Thursday night go out to to Huntington we're gonna go drive down to Mexico with Alex and like my first thought was like well I just gotta tell the wife like peace because yeah, I'm you clearly going. Time. Yeah, we need you. <laughs> yeah. We need you out there, da- Gavin. Uh, but um, but yeah. So anyway, so uh, Toby's with me. We're I don't know if this was. I think this is the end of our road trip because we had traveled around the states for like three or maybe it was the beginning. It's the middle. I have no idea. Middle. Yeah, yeah. Because we did Sequoias, um, Grand Canyon. No, we went all over. But anyways, we picked you up. We went down to Mexico. Um, who was, oh, it was Rick Ross was playing. No, well, what? you just gave away the, the, 
highlight of the story. We'll the, tell the story. So then. we go to dude. We're just gonna <laughs> Quentin Tarantino this. Yeah. Don't worry about All right, it. That's the end of the story. The beginning of the story is yeah. We're we drive down into Rosarito, which to me is just, it's a, just a shanty. Yeah, a shanty town. Like it's a on, touristy on bullshit town, but it's Baja. fun. It's fun. But yeah, there's some there's some bars and stuff, and it is Labor Day weekend, probably Saturday night. Yeah, there's mayhem going on on the on the beaches. Relative mayhem. It was not nothing. Cr- nothing oh, too yeah, crazy. Nothing crazy. But it was, it was just so wild that we're, you're on the beach in Rosarito, you know, and the the clubs, you know, like Papas and Beer and the yeah. other clubs like that are blasting like Amer like you know U.S. like club music, you know. Um, yeah, it's all but top then, forty stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but then you have like these mariachi bands and these like local bands yeah. on the beach as well. There's probably like. I think five of them from where I could see where I'm sitting playing their local music. And there's just like this clash of, of sounds and, you know, fireworks and just tons of people. So yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. It was was also like, we try and go, we go to one bar at like sunset and they, they charge us like $20 for a, a horrible margarita. And we're like, this sucks. Like, this is awful. Let's grab a bottle of tequila and we go back to the van for a while. And we just, hang out and drink and talk and then maybe yeah. 11 o'clock we're like all right let's try and go out and see what Fiona's happens is a good time for pre-gaming yeah, yeah and it, and we had a great time and then we're like oh let's try and go out and see what happens and then we we go to this club which i get it is famous but i i'm unfamiliar it's called papas and beer and we wait have to wait in line for a while and we get to the front of the line and then they want 30 dollars to go into this club and we're like that's hard pass. Yeah, like that's a lot for a a town where you can get tacos for like three dollars and like a full a full plate of tacos. yeah enough tacos yeah. to not need they're, any they're more. about eighty five cents. A bottle of tequila is like yeah. five dollars or whatever, and they want thirty dollars to go into this, and then they're like, "Well, Rick Ross is playing." We're like. Uh, Thirty dollars okay. is like, a great yeah, ticket even, price. Like, I don't for even Ross. really know any of his songs. Like I, I know who it is. I know, I know who it is. one song. I know was, one song. Like, this will be a story. This'll Let's go. Story. Yeah. We're going. Yeah, we're we're going to go see and Rick so Ross go in, in Mexico. We go in and and it's actually like one of the biggest like beach bar clubs, clubs yeah. things ever. I mean, it's thousands of people oh, and wow. it's. Yeah, many levels. If, if you many want to party areas. south of the border in Baja, that's the place to go. Yeah, that it, it turns out that's the place to go, which I didn't know, and we found out. And Alex had been like leading us because that's what he does, but he was on crutches, and so <laughs> it's really hard to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's just uh, that's just Alex's thing. And I'm, like, in, I'm in pain. Like it, going a block is. It not only hurting my knee, but it's tiring. It's really exhausting on the good leg. It's exhausting on your arms. Yeah. Like my, you know, like I have to stop every once in a while to just like, I'm like, yeah, it was, it was rough. Like, but anyways. Anyway. Uh, the life so of the he, party gene carries yeah, its own he's, set of He's life of the partying, yeah. but then he's like over it. And so he turns to me and was like, I'm sick of leading, you lead. So I'm like, all right, that deal. That is a bold choice. And it, it, within five feet... There's this VIP section, so I just like walk us right into the VIP section. The, yes. the, the guard had happened to walk away, walking us into the VIP section. There's the dude that had that like had bought the bottle or whatever. We're like, what's up, dude? Give him a high five, and he just starts like pouring us shots. Yeah, nice. and then Rick Ross comes on, 
every day I'm muscling. Every <laughs> day I'm muscling. He put on a good yeah. show. Yeah. I, I was like, psyched on it. On like this balcony, second floor, drinking tequila shots f- that were free from yeah. this random dude. Jeez. It was so... We had a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. And then... Then I think stuff happened. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think uh, I think we drove to uh, a camping yeah. spot that night. Yeah, that's the best part of going uh, vanning in in Bajas. You can any you can camp anywhere. Pretty much anywhere. Yeah. You drive to the top of a mountain. I'm not a huge then, fan of the fact that you just talked about how you just drank free tequila no, shots. We're, we're skipping. Oh that. no, we had we had we had drove a, to the top of a mountain. We had a driver. We had a driver. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't Children don't <laughs> do what they do. No, we had a driver. In there Mexico was a it's legal, so it's No, fine. it's not. You could actually get a DUI in Mexico just as easily as in the States for any of you guys listening. So or don't more drink and drive in Mexico drive or in the, the States. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, Fiona has a spirit of her own, and she drives. She takes care of the wheel. This was multi-hour trip. This was a multi-hour trip at no, it was morning. like forty-five minutes. It was a long ways. Oh wait, from Rosarito. Oh no, actually, no, no, no. We camped on top of a mountain. I don't know where we camped actually. On top of a mountain, in a neighborhood that had been abandoned fifty. Oh years yeah. Ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was about forty-five minutes, I think. Wow. It was a hike at mm-hmm. four in the morning, but either Dude. way. Sounds like a hell the next of a story. day we got up and did ninja kicks on top of abandoned houses. Yeah, this neighborhood. yeah. On yeah. Top of there was a donkey. Was sick. There was a donkey yeah. there, watching your ninja kicks. Yeah, Dude. about to get donkey kicks. And, that, and that, that's the best thing about Mexico is every time I go down, something new happens, unexpected. I mean, and traveling in general, you can't plan for everything, you know. Like, and every time I go down to Baja, I've been so many times, but you you just go with like an open mind of where to go, what to do, and just something crazy happens, something different happens, you know, um, as long as you're open to it. And uh, there's just always unexpected things, you know, that happen. That's why I love it. It's, it's so much more of an adventure than being like, hey, let's go down to San Diego. Like, if I go down to San Diego, I know what's going to happen, and, you know? Yeah. It's, do you feel you like that's fun, something but. that you've developed? Because I'm always fascinated by the difference between skill and talent, right? Like there are people who have just raw talent mm-hmm. and then there are people who have built skills. And a lot of times you can use whatever you're talented at as a good base. But do you think that's a skill to be open-minded enough to just like, it can be. yeah, we're going to go out and just experience you can learn whatever happens instead of, I guess I, I know people instead who of just do their it plan, like they're like, yeah, I went on like this crazy sporadic vacation and realistically like they never even left the resort in Mexico right you could learn anything you can learn anything as a skill and sometimes like that you could like you said like natural talent or you pick up develop the skill sometimes you develop the skill and it turns into just natural you know like yeah sometimes you 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 pick up a skill or you learn a skill and then it kind of uncovers an accidental talent where you're like oh wow it turns out I'm really great at this or that I wouldn't have known if I hadn't tried getting good at this or that yeah i mean i think it's really important to try getting good at a lot of things you know um like for instance like you you said i'm very outgoing like i'm, I'm a people person i could talk to a lot of people like you could put me in a room full of strangers and i could you know yeah we're all hugging by the time i leave that space right yeah, yeah exactly um but i wasn't always like that i wasn't like this that was a skill that i decided that i wanted to learn and i was like hey i want to be 
I want to be able to be that Did guy. Did we just become best friends? I love that because <laughs> I'm know? the same way. And it took a long time to learn. And um, it wasn't that I wasn't outgoing, but I, I really just didn't care to meet people. Or I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like when you meet people. Yeah, you, you made a conscious choice of I'm going to learn how to, yeah, how to be more outgoing and, and how be to more, yeah. create friends. Yeah. And, and that's a very, very important skill to have. Like, um, in life, you know, uh, for, you know, to make good friends and good relationships, but also for networking and anything like being able, you know, people skills, most important thing you could have in life. Thousand yes. times more important than any college degree, in my opinion. Amen. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely made a conscious decision to start developing that skill. That's crazy. Um, and it, yeah, I've come a long way. And I, like, I will never consider myself like finished, you know. Like That's what's always, so wonderful about yeah, it. If, you, always, if there was a, a goal line, it wouldn't be interesting. Yeah, you're always it's kinda like, like pushing BMX. yourself. There's always a new way that you can ride or a new place you can try a trick or a new ramp that you've never yeah, ridden. Yeah, it's another or, challenge. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's important to push yourself to, like, develop those skills um, or, like, other skills similar to it. And, you know, when you meet new people, you the, you present yourself with new opportunities. You know? Yeah. Do you think, do you remember what made you think like, oh, I want to become good at being good at people or good with uh, people? I don't remember any specific moment, but just, just kind of like, like the thought of realizing of... that like, you know, more friends, new people, more friends, more opportunities, you know, more experience, more life, you know, more, more living life. That's um, awesome. You know, like you live, if you live your whole life, you know, sitting at home on a couch watching TV, like you're not. You know, there's no opportunities there for you. You know, what yeah. opportunities are going to come knocking out your door if you're just sitting there, you know? Dude, um, I love so much that you made a conscious choice. Yeah. And I, I tell people, people this all the time. Like, I, I, you know, people, oh, you know, they make excuses. Yeah, oh, you, well, well, you're, you're, you're Alex Leo Landeros. Yeah. You can do that. You can go into a room and just make friends. Like, I, I'm not like that. I'm like, I hate hearing that because it's like, yo, I was the same. Way. I chose to figure out how to do that. It took years, you know, like, and I'm still getting better. Um, yeah. People say the same thing to me all the time where they're like, well, yeah, it's you. You went in and, of course, you had a good mm -hmm. time. And I'm like, I chose to learn these set of yeah. skills. I was impossible when it came to people when I was a kid. I remembered the same thing of like, it is very important to me that I become very good at making friends and making people feel safe and welcome around me yeah. to where I can build a community around myself no matter where I'm at. It's hard though. It is like, very it's hard. hard. It is very, and it's I still have hard. I still have days where I just I, I can't do it. I'm oh, for sure. off. You know, you're t it, it happens. Well, but, uh, I would love to learn that at this point, but it, at this point, it's like you're it's unlearning habits. Yeah, I was lucky enough hard. to have that realization right. in the eighth grade of like exactly. So if I don't do this, 13. I'm not going to figure this out ever. And yeah, it took probably seven years. I, before I found I found happened. the most the most important lesson I ever learned with this with people skills is when you enter a room or like you meet new people first thing you do is introduce yourself yeah. and just say hey how are you doing because sometimes it's easy to kind of like let it go and then after you know you let it go for a little while then it kind of becomes awkward you know like first because totally. like you know if you go in a room you're hey i'm so-and-so i'm so-and-so i'm so-and-so like you kind of like open yourself up to them and then you'll see the dynamic change Yep. Um, you know, all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, like he opened himself up to, to me, like I'll do the same. And um, whether you talk to them throughout that day or night or whatever, um, or you don't, doesn't really matter. Like it, it created that little bond, you know? Yeah, and that's like the first step of learning people skills is like right away, 
like get out of your comfort zone go introduce yourself to the longer everybody. you wait the more uncomfortable it gets yeah. the more uncomfortable it gets the longer you wait and then all and of then sudden sometimes you reach you, a point where you, you can't go back yeah, and then it's you like, know oh you, man i've spent four hours at this party and had three conversations with this person and i don't even know their name and now it's even more awkward if yeah. i ask versus you just walk in and you're like and it's it's, it's, it's hard to do that though it's yeah. hard to do that because you're putting yourself out there it's vulnerable not, yeah sure. yeah you're being vulnerable um, but it's it's very important, and I think I think the more you do that, your life will only get better. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. I mean, mine ha- mine has from from personal experience, you know. Yeah, and you'll find yourself awkwardly, or ironically, I guess, but usually through awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. At least I've found myself and become really certain of who I am because I kept having to make myself vulnerable and like. Hi, I'm Gavin. And they're like, well, what are you about? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I have to figure that out, I guess. And then all of a sudden, before long, all of a sudden, I I just felt really comfortable in my own skin just because I'd felt so uncomfortable and so vulnerable of all the times of of going and shaking someone's hand and like, hi, hi, hi. Or just like you said, opening yourself up to the point where it, it no longer felt weird or uncomfortable or scary to be open and then all of a sudden I just recognized my own behavior it's like oh that's exactly what Gavin would do and I just say oh oh, cool I'm finally being myself around others that's nice Mm -hmm. but yeah seven eight years of practice before I really felt comfortable you can learn anything you can learn it yeah some people have it naturally um, but you could also learn it and I suggest you try yeah (laughs) well it's funny because the, the people you guys in particular that I think it's natural it was learned from both of you so specifically yeah. and consciously yeah yeah so yeah yeah think about that like it didn't come naturally for me you know um that's cool yeah because I've um, seen I've seen you work on it and like you know I've seen you come out of that shell yeah. we we're talking about from being the quiet closed off person with your headphones with your back to the door not talking to anybody and uh I've seen you like you know work on your people skills and like Imagine if you were still that Dylan that had your headphones today. Like, would you have the same awesome life? Like, you know, all those awesome experiences? No, like. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, like, a good life starts with good people in your life, you know? And to make, to find good people in your life, you have to talk to them and make yourself vulnerable to, to, you know, start the conversation. Yeah. If you wait on someone else to start everything for you, nothing will actually get started because everyone is waiting for someone to start it. That's something I really admire yeah. about Dylan and you is you both have a, a higher degree of send it than I do. And I think that I have a high degree of send it when it comes to like a like a cultural perspective. But anytime I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do that. Dylan is the guy I'm like, all right, Dylan, this is what I'm thinking about doing. He's like, OK, let's do it. And he'll send it. And then once someone has sent it, it opens the door for everyone to. Yeah. And it goes the same way for people skills, right? Like all it takes is one person to walk in and be like, hey, I'm Alex. Hey, I'm Alex. Hey, I'm Alex. And mm-hmm. before long, everyone's like, oh, well, turns out we can just go like introduce ourselves and go talk and yeah. mingle. And before long, it becomes a, a little tiny community. And it usually only takes one person to start it, whatever it looks like, whether it's a company, whether it's an idea, whether it's literally as simple as like everyone's around a campfire and no one has anything to talk about. And so someone finally just says something and all of a sudden there's a conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's really interesting because as far as like sending it goes, like in particular, this this sledding off the roof thing that we did, like you were very scared to be the first one off the roof, but you lost rock, paper, scissors. You won. won rock, paper, scissors. So you won the opportunity to go first. And I was more excited for you to go first because of how scared you were. And then, so you got that opportunity and it was so awesome for you. For me, it would have just been whatever. Like I would have done it and yeah, it's better. It's better the more scared you are versus yeah, you get a better reward. I, I feel like we could do a better job of like forcing me to send it in these social situations where like when we go to concerts and we're hanging out with these these group of girls and like you're always the first one to be like hey I'm, I'm Gavin I'm hey, Gavin I'm Gavin Gavin what you need to do is what I did in Mexico I was like yo I'm sick of leading like yeah. Dylan trust me that's already yeah. filed away in here and secretly like, I've been doing this for a while but my way of sending <laughs> nice. it is like Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm Gavin, and then I just disappear, so that you're just forced to like. Well, you don't make disappear. The there. You would, like take one step over, and then I'm like, hey, I'm t- whatever, and then they're like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to Gavin. <laughs> and it doesn't work so well. Yeah. So we part we of that is because I'm a narcissist. Because like, for being honest, because jumping off the roof in a sled covered in fire doesn't scare me. Going up and talking to someone scares me a million times more than any other quote unquote crazy thing that we could do. Right. And like, like it, it'll for, still scare me sometimes. But, oh, um, yeah. But you, especially if it's put, someone that you like look up to or like, like D- Dylan was talking about, like, oh, I have to justify why I'm on this tour with all these crazy BMX pros. Like, See, I in my opinion, he didn't even have to justify it. He was the most talented videographer in the BMX game. Yeah. So I was like, yo, you. Yeah, you're you're here. He was you know? undoubtedly the guy for the job. There's no yeah. question. But I never wanted to be just the videographer. Yeah, you want to be part I of the wanted, gang. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you wanted to be the I cheeseburger. Fit man. in. Yeah, cheeseburger. <laughs> um, I, cheeseburger taze. I'd rather be the taser guy. That's but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the cheeseburger guy. But, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, that's that's a good point though that everyone kind of has their own place where they need to be forced to go send it, and. Right. I think that a lot of times, at least me personally, maybe Alex can relate to this, is someone who is naturally, or not natural, now it feels natural because I've trained myself and developed such a skill that it feels comfortable um, in the same way that like a tail whip feels natural, but it's it's not, it's just something Mm -hmm. I've learned. Um, I almost will like, like you said, I'll take a couple steps back or I'll disappear for like 15 minutes and then I'll come back to be like, hey, how's everything going? Like, can I grease the wheels a little bit in any way and like provide some sort of social safety line instead of just like, you're leading now, go for it. And I think that's an area where I can improve is, is not being the center of attention. Not, I'm far more, yeah, that's going to be a, In all seriousness, <laughs> we did something on our it's podcast harder. with JT and Kim where I literally just had to sit here for X amount of minutes completely it, silent. One minute. It was, it was more one than minute, one. And then he barely made it. That is. But either way. But let's get, back to, let's get back to Alex, our guest. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that was my point. Is like, do you think that it's the same way of like, because you're naturally someone who provides that social lubricant of like you're the first person to say hi to everyone there. try to be try to be I still try to be still it um, still doesn't come natural i still have to like 
make that conscious decision, like walking into a room and be like, okay, I need to do this. You know? Yeah. Let's I get this to, over. I'm going to say hi to yeah. everybody. And then it's such a relief after you do that. You know, it will, you know, it's, it's such a relief, but, um, you know, I had, I had a, a thought you, you asked me like, at what point did I start becoming like a adventure seeker or traveler type of yeah. I, I couldn't really tell you. I told you about like a pl- the playground thing. Um, I have actually slid off, sled off of my roof of the house I grew up when I was in like mm. the fifth grade or something like that. And looking back on it, it's really funny because um, I was ba- like, they, we used to have these like hedges, these bushes in my front yard um, that were like two, like eight foot, foot and a half tall. Yeah. You know? And it snowed a whole bunch, like a foot and a half. So they were covered in snow. And we had a really mellow roof. And um, I was sledding off of it all day long. <laughs> this is back when you're a kid, you don't get hurt. So picture yeah, like... Yeah, you're just made yeah, of rubber. Yeah, you're like, like an eight sledding foot drop off a roof. <laughs> eight foot drop basically to flat. Like you had some cushion yeah. like the first three times. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just remember this. And I remember going to school the next day and telling everybody I knew, like, this is so fun. I had so much fun. Someone's got to come. And like my, I convinced one friend to come with me and do it the next day. But of course, the snow was all matted down, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it hurt a little bit more the next day. I remember but, um, the same yeah, thing. I would go out, action sports my life away, get real hyped up, and bring one person who wasn't supposed to be a part of action sports <laughs> that's into the hard. fold of, like, yeah. trying to drag them into it. Like you. Well, you also forget that, like, they're a complete beginner and you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And, like, so you're like, oh, yeah, do this. It's easy. Uh, you forget that, like that easiness was like four years of, <laughs> of progression to that point. <laughs> yeah. You'd been jumping off yeah. of playgrounds for seven yeah. years. So for me sledding yeah. off the roof, I'm like, this is sick. I'll do it. I did it repeatedly, you know? Oh yeah. Um, well, we even, there was a time where we sent my little cousins sledding off yeah. a cliff and it, like we had, we were adults. We had done it a million yeah, times. Yeah. We were, they, well they were twenties. I mean, they're my like, I don't know what you call it, like young, very young cousin cousins, second third, second cousins, whatever yeah. you want to call it, like eight years old, and sent them off this cliff, and they're like, <laughs> go. Dude, it was like, like they were seven they foot were cliff. They were seven. It. They were so into it. And they, they made they a would like, Oh, literally, because they would like go off this cliff and somehow like end up backflipping and like land Full scorpion. On, on their heads <laughs> and it. And then get up just laughing and cheering that they that they made it and it was the the best time for them and we're we're sitting so here fun. talking about sledding and it's snowing it's a fairly I'm heavily eyeballing outside, the parking so lot waiting for no I just snow. got about a quarter inch though we need a little bit more yeah, to yeah go. it's starting to formulate on the ground I it's hope we uh, we get the sleds out oh dude and after I'm this. so down for a snow bike adventure I technically have tomorrow and Friday off technically technically if so. You want. Nice. I, I had booked this time off long before I knew the contest was coming up this weekend for a different thing. And then I found out about the contest and it's changed my plans. So now Which he, we have sledding not even available. scheduled to compete in the contest. So we better peer pressure him. Into I know that's one of these moments. Yeah. Stuff. Isn't it? Yeah. It's open. I, it's I really open. do. Like I, you I have was nothing to do. Oh, uh, you have to pay a hundred dollars to enter, I think. But like, that's the part where I'm like, if I can even like just I said, ride like, practice or something, when you look back on this moment, you're not going to be like, you know, a year from now, you're not going to be like, damn it, I shouldn't have spent that $100. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to. If it's feasible for me to get through the course, I I want to at least jump in there. Yeah, because I'm nothing to lose but $100. I'm not a great dirt jumper. I struggle with them. I can at least. Other days, I'm like, wow, I've 
I was born dirt jumping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's it's a real kind of hit or miss. Yeah, sign up, man. So if the jumps there, are running, there well, are I'm send so it. few contests nowadays that are open invite, like that are just open. I just want to say up. I hit those jumps. Yeah, even if. I was telling Dylan, literally, like, take last advantage I of this. Say I hit those jumps, but Freaking, man. There's so many They're BMX huge. riders around the country that just complain about, and myself included, complain about contests that aren't open. You have to get invited. You know, you have to yeah. join this little BMX club. You know, this is like take advantage of this one. You know. Yeah. Well, and as someone who's not trying to turn BMX into a career, it would just be strictly for the joy quota points, right? Like Do it for I yourself. told Dylan, like if I make it through the jumps. I'll be proud because it, it yeah. would genuinely be a stretch. Like you've ridden Barnum and that's like me just getting through the set and like enjoying myself and maybe doing a trick or two is like the edge of my comfort zone, maybe mm-hmm. pushing it a bit. I told Dylan, if I can get a single good photo of me doing a Superman seat grab over either of those jumps, I'll oh, be, that'd be awesome. that would be literally be something I'd like frame for the rest of my life. Yeah. Quality of like proudness. I have no idea if I'm capable of it. Yeah, sign up, come out. I, I'm pretty sure we had guys in the, the last one in Anaheim who literally, like, jumped the first jump straight and then maybe did, like, a tuck or, like, a bar spin or maybe a bar spin a tuck on the bucks. second jump. But not... But, but you know what I'm saying? But like, not doing But they it, were so stoked. Like, they, like they went out there and, and did it, and I'm super psyched that they did. Yeah. So if the jumps are running well... Oh, I'm for sure going to do After it. I, d- I don't know. Because, like, <laughs> the snow I've, I've, like, not made it through Barnum if it's not, like, perfect conditions. So I'm like, I don't want to spend 100 bucks and then not, never even clear the first jump. You won't re- you won't remember the money spent. That's just, true. Just sign up and do it. Oh. Right. That was the – the money was the excuse on the bull thing. and This is true. You have a job. You have consistent money. I don't even have consistent money. And that's, that's like, sometimes But you also hard, don't have consistent bills. Th- that yeah, ah. that's also true. But still, oh, it's hard like spending money when you're like, I don't know when the next time I'm gonna make money. You know, like yeah. um, like this money I have now might need to last me a month, or it might need might to last need me last a, week. a week. Yeah, you know, like who knows? Like because I like that, and that's the way my life is. Like a week from now, I could like get some job and make, get a good paycheck. But yeah, it's hard to kind of find that balance. I think that I I think it's Tony Robin Robbins who who said it that. The quality of your life is directly determined by how capable you are of dealing with uncertainty. And that's exactly what you described. Sounds about right. Like, yeah, if, if you're not willing to sit in that place of like, yeah, maybe it needs to last a week or maybe the dream gig will show up and I'll get to go do something awesome next week. Or maybe it's I get offered who, who knows? an opportunity <laughs> to go spend this money doing something awesome. Yeah. All right. So... We're we've had a decent amount of time. Yeah. Um, how long has it been? Well, like an hour and a half. I'm not good with time. Uh, close to two hours. But Time's imaginary. Let's. Uh, I want to hear some stories. Tell it before we leave. A bonus story. I love stories. Um, any anything that you got to set me up because like there's there's a lot like swimming around up there in the old noggin. Well, do you have like any favorites? that come to mind Um, that's way too vague dude my life has been nothing but stories like like it's it's back to back stories and I just it's hard to remember I'd love to hear like your favorite story of living with Dylan because that's an experience that only like a couple people have ever had. Oh, uh, the first that thing that pops to mind directly is the bull riding Dylan. the bull that's the first thing the that mechanical bull yes the mechanical bull but um 
We didn't live together at that point, but... Oh. Uh, well, either way, we're still story. both living in Southern California. I'll try yeah. to think of another one. No, we can tell that one just real quick. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a, that's a quick story. That was that was before I got knocked out by the real bull. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you wrote real bulls now. Yeah. yeah, we went to a ball, uh, a bar called Black Bull, and they have in a mechanical Mountain, bull. Yeah. And, um, you know, convinced Dylan to get up on the bull. Or I don't think he needed much convincing. Yeah. He was he was in villain mode. I don't mode. think anyone at this table would need any convincing to get on well, a mechanical some, yeah, bull. At this, at this point in Dylan's life, sometimes he'd need – like this is still when he was like very kind of like, you know, turtle, yeah. you know, in the turtle shell. But he was in villain mode that night, so – he gets onto the bull and like right away, I think just like whacks his head on the top of the bull riding this thing. And um, then he falls off and he gets off out of the bull and he's just like, yeah, I, I feel terrible. I got to throw up or something, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. He's walking out and I'm following him. I'm literally two feet behind him and I have a drink in my hand and he walks out the door and then, you know, the bouncer kind of caught me like, hey, you can't go outside with a drink. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. Turn around put the drink on the bar, turn back around, walk out. You know, I was probably 45 <laughs> seconds behind him. And I walk out the door. I look left. I look right. I don't see him. I kind of like run around the corner. Like, you know, he's just gone, just completely gone. And I didn't find out till the next morning that he was, <laughs> he apparently just ran home. I'm like, yo, what happened to you last night? Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I just went home. I'm like, what do you mean you went home? You got an Uber? <laughs> he's like, no, I didn't get an Uber. I'm like, well, then how the hell did you get home? It's like a good four miles. Um, Dude. Dylan. He's like, dude, I ran. <laughs> I think I ran. I don't really remember. I think I just ran home. Why the hell would you run home? He's like, There's I so don't know. There's so many stories of I Dylan don't know. getting the, Now we have the stories. This was the first time, though. This I I hit my head so hard, I just got knocked crazy. Like, I don't for remember. Sure I wasn't that. I was not. Yeah, for sure. You seem pretty normal to me, but yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't, like, wasted drunk. I I had we had had some drinks, but yeah, it wasn't but like right. crazy. I just hit my head so hard it knocked me crazy, and then I just like I have to get home, and so I just ran took home. off sprinting home. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. that's and so then awesome. uh, the next day, I had to drive to L.A. for work, and I was just vomiting out the side of my car window on the freeway, like vomiting a outside. And, and the reason why this is one of my favorite stories is because like nowadays, if that happened, I'd be like, oh yeah. Dylan's just a crazy man. He's he's awesome, you know? Yeah, yeah. Good for him. But, like, back then, it was still, like, oh, this is the kid who doesn't talk and just sits at his computer. And, like, you know, for, like, this funny, hilarious story to happen. Dude. Um, yeah. um, how about Fiona? Favorite story in Fiona? We'll just do, like, a rapid-fire round. Um, oh, man, there's too many memories. I mean, my favorite times in Fiona are going down to Mexico, camping on the beach. There's this level of freedom that you experience in Mexico that you can't get in the United States. Um, there's just no rules, basically. I mean, there are, but you know, like it's unless if you're relative. if you're a good person, you're not rules. you're not gonna get in any trouble in Mexico yeah. with the law, at least. You know, um, and you're just camping on the beach, and there's just nothing but nature. Like, wh- I mean, wh- what I do is I go to these secluded beaches, and there's nothing but nature and waves, and and just you know, no service, and. Um, Sometimes you're there by yourself. Sometimes other surfers, usually from like San Diego area, show up, and like instantly you're you're just best friends, you know, yeah. brought together through the love of surfing, camping, and Baja. Um, so those are my favorite times in in Fiona. If I could have my way, I'd be down there all the time, um, just surfing and all that. But BMX brings me back 
to Southern California and I love that, but sometimes I hate it. You know, sometimes I'm like, my, I wish I could just surf all the time. And I'm like a mediocre surfer at best. Like I'm, you know, intermediate. Um, I'm nothing special, but it's just, it's awesome. It's such a, it's an amazing sport. Next time Dylan takes a surf trip, I'll, I'll go join you guys. That yeah. sounds, because I've always wanted to at least give it a shot. And it does Dude, seem awesome. On the wave storm, you'll catch some waves and it's a blast. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the best thing. Like, you could wait 30 minutes and get a two-second ride. But that's but part of the experience. That, yeah. that's, like the, that's like the chase. Right, like it's the chase. But also the, that 30 minutes is spent just bobbing around in the ocean, like completely disconnected from society and like our culture and, and technology. And you're just sitting in this ocean, which is alive and, and yeah. you know, has this energy. And um, it's it's – it's awesome. So even like a bad day surfing with no waves is still like if you're in the waters, it's a good time. That's what honestly sounds. If you're if like you're into nature and you enjoy that, you know, I mean, not everybody is. Because yeah, I could go someplace that manufactures waves, and I bet it's the funnest. But that is just going to the skate park versus like when you go out with your buddies and you have no plans and you have no idea where you're going, and all of a sudden you end up at this random spot or a random skate park, and it's all organic and natural, like. That, to me, feels like a day out on the water where you're like, I genuinely don't know if I'm going to stack a clip. I don't know if I'm going to catch a wave. I don't know if I'm going to do anything, but I'm just I'm away from anything that isn't this moment right here, right now. I'm completely present. And that's what seems uh, attractive. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like the van was definitely made for south of the border trips. I still haven't done the big one that I want to. When I first bought the van, I wanted to drive down to Panama Ooh. for for a drink or for for a little for a drink. For a drink. That would actually yeah. be hilarious. <laughs> hey, and actually, drink out I of the Panama totally, Canal. totally said that by accident, but that's a really good topic I'd like to just touch on really quick. Like um, a lot of my trips, like there's no destination. There's no like grand, like hey, we're doing this to go here to do this big thing. Like you could literally just be like, I'm gonna go drive to Panama to go get a drink. Like that's that's the goal. Like I'm going to go yeah. to some random bar in Panama and get a drink or like whatever it is. It doesn't ha- it doesn't matter, you know, cuz like the whole, you know, I'm sure the you whole guys purpose heard it a million of having times. a destination is that it sets you in motion. Yeah, it sets you in motion and then you're going. So like you don't have to have this big crazy destination or like, you know, goal for a trip to be amazing. You know, you just you just got to go. Um, so that's a really good point. I like that. But yeah, like the van was definitely made to go do a trip like this. And I haven't yet, um, like a long trip in the van, but it'll come. Um, it, I had one set in motion, but you know, the plans fell apart, which they do. And actually that's what brought me to India. The plans to drive to Panama fell apart. And then like last minute I was like, oh, I got to do something. I was planning on traveling this whole time. Jones and <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was cool. Heck yeah. Well, yeah, we've been at it for a while, so good place to wrap up if everyone everyone fairly yeah let's finish with our normal last question Um, when you think of the word joy what's the first thing that comes to mind joy Um, I think like as I've been learning it now is um, you can't have joy without good people in your life you know like human connection is like is everything and the relationships that you have so like you can't have joy without good people around you, you know? So, um, cause you know, I can go experience a million things by myself and I have a good time, but when you have good people there with you, that that's, that's joy, you know? So that's what I think of like good people, 
around me experiencing new things. That's that's what joy is to me. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I can and agree. Alex is the best at that. It's like bringing new experiences to people that need it. Such <laughs> yeah. as myself. So Yeah. And you know, I I just wanna mention this really quick. Like I just heard this the other day and it just stuck with me. Like a little corny quote. But it was like never forget who you wanted to be. Yeah. Or, you know? Because, like, as a kid, we all wanted to be something awesome, you know, whether it was realistic or not. But I think a lot of people forget that along the way. You know, they just get stuck into our normal lives. Like, never forget who you, who, who you wanted to be, you know? Yeah, because... And, and then be uh, that person. <laughs> I could talk about it for hours, for sure, because there's something about who, like, who that person was that you can still bring into wherever you are, even if, like, let's say you wanted to be an astronaut. Well, like, maybe it's because you wanted to push the boundaries of what is possible. It's not because you wanted to be an astronaut. So maybe you're in the technology field, but all of a sudden you mm -hmm. think of it of the terms of, like, actually what I really wanted to be was be on the cutting edge of what could be done. And all of a sudden you can fill that same mission, or mission and still be exactly who you wanted to be as a kid just by remembering like oh it wasn't that i wanted to be an astronaut said i wanted to be at the edge of what was possible or or whatever that might look like yeah Dude. yeah well thanks for coming on alex this has been a treat and can't wait to go jump the scariest jumps ever made so <laughs> i'm pretty much sold on the fact that i'm going to be doing it because i've well, That's my form of accountability. Is I, I can't have to wait. tell people that I'm going to do it because then they'll make me do it, and I'll be so grateful that I did. But I'm terrified already. I can't wait to go sledding. Yeah, we'll, we'll, hopefully it snows enough and we'll let's, get a good sled. Let's session. go. Let's go be sledders as grown men. Let's go ride sleds. I want to make sledding an actual <laughs> legitimate thing so bad, like backcountry sledding. It's, back an, it's sledding. an Olympic sport. It's called bobsledding. It's, in the I've done it. I've done it. Yeah, I want to, but I want to do like backcountry sledding, like legitimate, back like sledding. cliffs and shoots and like real, yeah, like real helicopter and drops you off. As long as you like back pain, you know, because if you're doing <laughs> cliffs, you're you're landing I, on your ass. But I think <laughs> it'll be so powdery. Like we went and tried the snow bike, and I took hands down the hardest falls I've ever taken. But you're in powder. And, and there's a there's a skill fun. to it. Like uh, you're sitting on your ass, but you have your feet out in front of you. And if you just like let your feet hit first, it takes most of the. You can still take yeah. most of the impact with your knee. And you can kind of like. So, I, well, let's I go. Think let's it. go test it. I think about it. Yeah. Teach right. me. Yeah. As soon right. as we're done with Alex the podcast, next. we're going sledding. <laughs> It'll be sledding at 8 p.m. Yeah, on a zero inches of snow. It'll be we'll good. We'll figure it out. Concrete sledding. All right. Guys. See ya. See ya. <laughs>